0: What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. I'm really excited for today's show; should be a good one. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We had two trailers come out this week. One was, I guess, a pseudo extended trailer with uh, Black Widow, but the one that got a lot of people talking at the top of the week was, excuse me, uh, Morbius. So we'll talk about those two uh, trailers. We'll also talk about some news regarding. Some DC shows. We'll talk about some stuff with uh, the. I guess Watchmen technically is also DC So but it's kind of off the beaten path, so to speak, of what we think of when we think of DC. Uh, We'll talk about Watchmen as well and what we will see or not see um, in his future. And the big thing that happened this week, guys, was this uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths um, recap, or rather, not the recap, but the recap we're gonna do on the show. But the uh, the the last two parts. We always ask, we ask the question, you know, how much would CW go for it and how much would they really change and what what were they going to do in regards to cameos? Uh, I got to say, man, they went for it. Now, did they execute it? Great. I think that's what we'll discuss. But you can't deny that they didn't try to be very bold with these, uh, these last two episodes. So um, a lot of stuff to get to. I'm excited to talk about it all. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, I do want to. Also mention that uh, you know the, we finally got official word on what is now the situation with 20th Century Fox. Now that it is under Disney, and Disney has decided to change the name to 20th Century Studios. So, know, Fox is no longer a part of this equation anymore. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I you know, Kendall t- uh, brought that to my attention the other day, and you yes. know, I just said, Before, "Listen, yeah. after we did Imperial, broadcast. yeah, after we did we did Imperial broadcast. Shout out to Imperial broadcast." And um, you know, I just said I was like, "Look, it's all it's all Disney now." You know, it's all Disney now. They're saying so so that no one can now say, "Oh, Fox, why are you listening to Disney?" Fox, do this. And it's like there is no more Fox. It's all Disney. Yeah. It's just 20th Century, a branch of Disney, Disney, uh, you know, Incorporated, whatever you want to call it, Disney's company. So um, you know, they can do what they want with their with their uh, brand, and um, you know, I think it's it's more consistent. You know, it helps them with with making sure everything seems more. It's not so fragmented, so it's all now. It's all under <laughs> under the Disney umbrella. So, um you know, it is what it is. It's big companies doing big company things, and we'll see what the results of that are. Kendall also joins me as well. Any yes. thoughts on the uh, name change for Twentieth Century Fox yeah, now look. becoming Twentieth Century Studios? um Yeah, it's that's a uh, it's an interesting. Oh, look, hopefully they don't get rid of the the fanfare. You know, the, the opening theme, you know, I don't know what the graphic will look like, what the logo will look like. If they, But, you know, that that's a crucial part, a crucial aspect of that 20th Century Fox uh, brand. Um, so that that's something that I hope they don't get rid of. Uh, but, look, the thing we have to think about when we think about uh, that name is, look, the Fox brand at times can be problematic. You know, you think about uh, Skip Bayless. You know, in Fox why, Sports. Why are you throwing Skip Bayless a <laughs> do no, not No, I just wanted... I, I people no. thought we were going in a different direction, so I had to throw a, uh, a curveball. I, I do not have... No, I have, no, inf- I I have, no, have no, issue no issues with Skip Bayless. Bayless. No, I'm like, know. what Shout is Nick? No issues with Skip Bayless. New Generation Media does not have an issue with Skip Bayless. Um, Anybody under the Fox Sports one brand? <laughs> 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 no, but... um, But no, I, I don't think it will... I mean, it won't change anything, but it's just Fox. 20th Century Fox is a, is a huge name in hollywood you know in history so uh it's interesting um i also have to bring up Shamari that uh you know obviously uh you're not going to be on uh new generation sports talk but uh we can't let you duck the 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 conversation of the packers you know lost nancy championship game what what do you got to say about that resident packers recording this on a sunday so Shamari is uh uh, I, guess, I don't know. How are you feeling now that the Packers are out? W- how do you think I'm feeling? <laughs> Yo, know, <laughs> like, you like, like what thing. is this? Look, man, just season was over Kind of five, yeah, you know. <laughs> so, I've, been, I've, I've been chilling man, since <laughs> week five. I had to get the smoke last week. Talking, We didn't talk much about Minnesota, thankfully. But, yeah, you um, dodged yeah, that Yeah, I Why? dodged, yeah, I dodged that. <laughs> Minnesota is so irrelevant. We we're, right? we're, we're, were able to <laughs> dodge that one. <laughs> yeah, man packages are done. So now you, now you can put all your energy into new generation <laughs> hero, hero talking in fear of broadcast. You won't be seeing me on Sports Talk anytime soon. Um, it's, It is interesting because I agree when they first acquired uh, Fox said that they would still be dropping stuff under the Fox name. That lasted like a day. <laughs> Pretty much because now uh, they didn't even get to The only thing they guess they did technically was uh, X-Men? The Dark Phoenix? The only I mean, Fox, I'm sure there have been movies that have come out since. Just okay. no other Marvel movies. Right, you're right. You know, I'm sure, I don't know what property. They acquired so much that it's like, yeah. You know. But Marvel, yeah, Dark Phoenix. Like I mean, it. I, I kind of think that they should have changed the name, to be honest. I it was weird when he said that. Right. Because we all know that it's not under Disney. And yeah. Fox. And there is a still, it's still, it's still a Fox. Right, Fox still exists. Yeah. Now like they bought everything Fox owns. So I, this makes more sense. But it was weird that he said that initially. Um, Let's start this show, though, talking about, um, I want to talk about Watchmen. Because... This was a show that took a lot of people by storm. I think it surprised a lot of people with how great it was. I don't think it surprised any of us after what we saw from the pilot. I think we saw the pilot and realized this was something gonna this was going to be something very special. And um, it did not disappoint. So after that, that really groundbreaking season and what many would feel like is a cliffhanger at the end of the season uh, one finale, many have been clamoring for a season two. And we got word this week that that is looking extremely, extremely unlikely. Uh, they, USA Today did an interview talking to um the head of one of the heads at hbo and basically he said we would want to do one but it's really going to be up to damon and it would be hard to do one without damon lindelof's uh support or work on it lindelof then went to usa today and said i ain't doing a season two so that seems to put the kibosh on it though um he also said that he did give them the hit their blessing to do something without him though I don't know what the appetite is for not only HBO but the fan to see a season two that doesn't include Damon Lindelof running everything, especially after how well-received this first season is. So I'll toss this one to – I'll toss this one to Sham first. What do you make of the idea that uh, we may only get a season one of Watchmen? That might be it. Uh, It's very unfortunate. Um, And it's funny because normally I am – you know, I because I kind of have the opposite feelings for jeez. Um, uh, I know there was another show that had one season that I, I said I didn't want. No, um, it's the ordinary family. Uh, <laughs> no, no <laughs> the absolutely, V, absolutely not. Um, but uh, <laughs> the key, <cake>. the <laughs> <laughs> But no, I have the opposite feelings for um, uh, Joker, where everyone's kind of asking for, oh, I want a Joker sequel. Hey, no, I want I, more I need Joker. To see that sequel, man. I want more. I I'm Which, like, no. I don't want a Joker. Not scene. to not to change the subject. You guys hear about the Joker? Apparently, there's some Joker alternate ending where. Yeah, I'm hearing about several. Oh, you know, well, I won't endings. spoil the ending if you haven't. I've have hear not of heard about, it. But yeah, yeah, please don't about. spoil. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, spoiled, I won't spoil the action. <laughs> what is it going to be on a DVD or something? I'm just, I don't think it's on, seen, I don't think it's on a DVD. It's on YouTube, I'm already seeing stuff on YouTube. Honestly, for it Joe may be Joker in it may be in It may be in the DVD, in the, it may be in the DVD. Well, alternate scenes. I don't. I don't know. interesting. an interesting alternate ending. That's out yeah, there that yeah, that's, that's being told you are hearing things about out there about what the ultimate thing be. it does sound very interesting <laughs> um but uh but yeah I actually feel the opposite mm-hmm. way for Joker whereas Joker I don't want to see anything more I thought the the movie was so great on its own my like, it's good as its own thing I don't want to see more with Watchmen I'm like no I want to see more just cuz of how great mm-hmm. it was and how much of a fan of Watchmen I am uh even though I understand Lindelof and saying look i didn't plan for a season two i I, I had no ideas for a season two um you know uh which is uh you know i mean it is what it is um he did a fantastic job i can't be angry at him Mm -hmm. uh for not having ideas for a season two but uh it is very unfortunate i am very saddened to hear that so um, I don't fault him, you know, I don't fault, uh, HBO. Do I think HBO should go running looking for somebody else to pick up the mantle? Eh, not necessarily, you know, with the story that they told, it was so great. I don't want them to just find any, any Joe Schmo, you know. I want them to go find, um, you know, uh, the guy that did, uh, uh, Iron Fist and uh, Scott Buck. I want them to go <laughs> go find Scott Buck and ask him to do me Yo, man, Scott Buck is just t- Scotty Buck. Home chilling. Y'all Scottie just, Buck hasn't done a thing in his name in vain. He's like, yo, I thought we were beyond. Look, I'm sure he did other I things am, that were good. But Scottie Buck hasn't done in, a in thing minutes. since the Inhuman. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he hasn't done anything. I I, I honestly hope he's okay. Yo, Scott Buck, well, I, was, I hope he's okay. Scott a, Buck's like he's like the Hugh Jackson of superhero television like every, every yeah, like he he had good word good word about him but every product he's been attached to he has a showrunner yeah just did not go yeah. well um yes since dexter you know <laughs> yeah. yeah so kendall what's interesting is we were at comic-con where we saw Lindelof say that this was a complete story yep and yes. he, what's fascinating about this is pretty much really since the pilot people were already saying yo i can this is a great show we'd love to get multiple seasons of this and we saw from even those first comments he made about this show that this was a beginning and end for him and that he didn't really foresee seeing more seasons. Well, see, that's what's interesting about this. Here, this is not the most definitive thing of him saying, I'm not doing it. But like, yeah. he he never seemed anxious or rather eager is the word I'm looking for to to, to do more seasons of this. That That's what's interesting about this. And Shamari knows because I, I, I've talked to him about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel fairly strongly about this. More strongly than I usually am about most things. Yeah, i was surprised. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, Damon Lindelof did an excellent job mm-hmm. with Watchmen Season 1. Um, he he has every right to do whatever he wants. Uh, he, and he talked about, you know, like you said, he talks about it at Comic-Con. He talks about it in interviews that... Um, this was a story that, you know, he got to tell the story he wanted to tell. It was the beginning and the end for season one. And I, I totally get that. You know, this was, this was a story that he, he, this was only, you know, conceived to be one complete story. And that he, you know, I'm sure he had ideas, but he didn't come up with what a season two would look like completely. Uh, with that, all that being said. This is the this is the 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 I don't want to say the loser's way out, but this is the this is a weak yeah, way out for David Lindelof. A loser. If he wants to come on the show and challenge me on this, he can. But Damon Lindelof is looking really bad in this idea that I look I, I I'll t- and I have a lot of reasons why I'm not a fan of this move by Damon Lindelof. Again, he can do whatever he wants. You know, he he's not contractually obligated to do anything. If he wants to just bow out, he can bow out. But His notion that, alright, because I have the, I I don't know what's in his head, but I have the feeling, and I could be wrong, but I I have the the idea that he probably doesn't feel like he can, I don't say he doesn't feel like he can do what he replicated. I don't think he, I don't think he, I I won't say that he can't replicate, or he doesn't feel like he can replicate what he did in season one, Mm -hmm. but I think he feels like, man, be. Coming out with something as good as I came out with Season 1 is going to be very, very hard. And that is the bar that he set for himself. Now, me personally, if they came out with a Season 2, I wouldn't have the expectation that it needs to be as good as Season 1. I would just want it to be. Oh, but that's you, though. Like, Is that realistic to, for him to expect that that's not gonna, you're not going to be like most people? Most people are going to suggest they're going to expect it to be complete fire, just like Season 1 was. Like Look, the expectations if it's for a bad, two are if gonna be bad, sky high. If, if it's bad, he's gotta get he's gotta get ripped. But if it's if it's good, there are plenty of sequels that aren't as good as the first that are still good. Of course. You know, and if those people are just, if the, the the makers of the are just getting shredded, that's not all them, man. They made a good movie, it wasn't as good as the original, but it wasn't bad. there are plenty of sequels that are bad where the the filmmakers and the creators I wouldn't say they should be shredded, but you know, are fair to be criticized. Um But that's my first issue with this, is that it feels like he is, I don't want to say he's afraid of the challenge, but I feel like there's a challenge in front of him that he does not want to take. That he feels like, look, it's going to be hard to do another season. I can't think of another story as good as this one, so I'm just not going to do it. All right. So, kind of do you want him to take the Berlanti... Uh, route. The, the, the and just jump the shark. Just, just put out whatever the first thing you think of. Just put it out. Just do a, you know, pull a, pull a. I thing, would pull I, a devoe just out of nowhere. Just throw. It I out, would throw it on the I page. Much rather, send it out in the airways and let people see. I, I would they do a Damian Dark. A I Damien would much Dark. rather. I look. I, I'm maybe I'm that sports fan that likes to see my superstars retire when they can't play anymore. Rather than the retired at the height, I'm the guy that I'm the guy that likes to see you so, know you, Michael Jordan so you, on the Wizards. So you were cool with Randy Moss <laughs> on a second on a second tour with the Vikings? I love seeing Randy Moss on the Titans, man. <laughs> those were those were great days. I, Adrian Peterson on the Redskins is great. R- Ronnie Lock playing for the Jets, one hundred percent. Shout out to Rob Parker, Willie May, stumbling around left field <laughs> playing for the Mets. So and I like, much he's rather he's that he's flies if, if if you can't if if you're like. If you can still go, why not keep going? And that's the issue that I have with this. My other issue is I look at um, what they're doing at HBO. And I look at, look, this show is very good. Um, It was great. Why can't Lindelof... We talked about what he said at Mm Comic-Con. While, yes, he was very... He's very much like, yeah, this is kind of the only thing I thought about. He never closed the door on season two. He had, very yeah, this much is the like, first time he really has yeah, been very definitive. When they asked him, he was like, um, you know, maybe, right. possibly. I haven't really thought about it, which is a lie. Clearly, I'm sure he thought about it on some level, just not, you know, not extensively. Hey, you know, it makes me wonder, and I hate to be the cynic, but I also brought this up to Shamari. Was this a money deal on some level? Because how do you go from. How do you go from, ah, uh, maybe to, nope. My question, am- maybe Warner Brothers, or not Warner Brothers, well, parts of Warner Brothers, maybe HBO, maybe Lindelof had a number. HBO didn't match it. He was like, I'm out, because I want an Abrams deal, I want a Benioff and Weiss deal. And they were like, this is the Game of Thrones, get out of here. And they were like, well, if he's not doing it, we're not doing it. That's a that's a theory. That's that's not. I'm not saying that, that I think that happened. That I'm not saying that did happen. But it's a possibility. You're saying Lindelof is a money shark. Yeah, I'm not. I don't, I don't know Lindelof. He can come on the show and defend himself. <laughs> Kendall clearly the, wants th- smoke with David I'm Lindelof. doing. I'm doing the. He's the like, he asked in the corner show twice now. I'm doing the first eat, You know, inviting, undisputed round. Him on the show to. <laughs> you criticize can come on. His decision. You can come on the show if you want. <laughs> I got. And if it. that'll give us ratings. <laughs> I have no issues with Damon Lindelof. Uh, I would, though. I would always welcome him Of course, Martha we love to have Damon. Here's the thing. So, I, I, what? This is to tackle that last part. I don't think that's what happened because, me. to me, I think HBO is now kind of like Disney. Now like maybe Disney's heart. Disney is bigger than HBO, but like, I don't think they're afraid of any number. Like I, to yeah, me, if true. they really wanted Watchmen back and money was the issue, Watchmen would be back. And, and I know they want Watchmen back. That's obvious. So, so I can't I can't imagine money is the issue. I do think you going into the psych psychology of Damon is interesting because we saw it at Comic Con, and I think I see it every time he does interviews. I I think that how Lost ended really bothers him. I really do. I think the fact that he put some put so much great work in something that started so strong. That so many people just thought fell apart in the end and how he still gets talked to about it and he still has to kind of live with that i think it's i think it does bother him and i would i would not be surprised if that's part of the reason why he's not eager to jump into something that he has to do multiple seasons of particularly after what happened with lost i do also however want to give him some benefit of the doubt because again i do think he's being consistent i don't think that he's ever been really eager to do multiple seasons and I do also feel like, look, he, there's no question. he's a, a, a watchman purist. He, he knows the material, he loves the material and, and he talked about at Comic-Con that this, when this story Watchmen, was written, it wasn't written to be, to have sequels. It wasn't written, It was written as just a graphic novel, one story, and that's it. And he wanted this to be another story, and then and that would be it. Like I think that that makes sense if I really am to, to believe. Lindelof's love for the, for and, and the purity of the original creation, which I do feel like he actually has, so I I, I don't think that Kendall's unfair to say that you know is he kind of shying away from a, a challenge. Um, I think those are fair questions, but I I, I just think he, to be honest, I think he has too much integrity for me, for that to be the main issue. I think it's more of he really did plan this to be one season, and I don't think he really feels like he, he sees. A season two, and I am I am with Sham and this. I know we disagree with Joker because I, I, or rather, um, I'm sorry. I, I I agree with Sham on that. Uh, that that I don't. I disagree with Sham. Sorry, because Sham thinks that he wants a season two. I've said since the beginning. I don't need a season two of Watchmen. Of Watchmen. I I I I would love one. I obviously I would love one. I'm not saying don't do one, but I think that how they wrapped it up. There's so much in that season. That, I mean to me I'm gonna go back and watch that but season at some point every like, time. Like I don't I definitely don't need more season. I, I me, would make the, the argument for that regard. I would make the argument and maybe this isn't look, I loved watching season one. And this isn't this doesn't ruin season one for me at all. But I do think not having a season two hurts some aspects of season one a little bit. Particularly for me, I think Vite, his storyline for me is I I won't say a waste of time, but there's a lot of stuff. That kind of leads to not much whereas if i knew that there was a season two that I was going to go more into white story I that stuff I, would have way more meaning i mean i don't know i feel like his story was complete like he 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 got his <coughs> he, he some ways he got his redemption to save the world but he also got finally faced justice which is really what we've all been waiting for i don't know i just mean i don't think i think fight story is kind of cool like that's the thing like i think if you look at all these stories I think they're all kind of complete the only story I'm really interested, like now, are there more things that you can show? They certainly They certainly see, left like, wiggle room to do right? Of course, too. we can. I'd love to see what Veidt's jail situation is like. Do I need to see that? I, I don't know. Would I? Would I? Of course, I would love to see a man. Uh, excuse me. Um. Um. Uh, Sister Knight as, uh, as, as Doctor Manhattan potentially with those kind of powers. Do I need to see that? I mean, I don't think so. Um a lot of the uh the, the things that they set up I I don't I feel like it does kind of open book close book. Yes, it has a kind of a a cliffhanger ending, but I think we all know how it ends to me. So I I don't know. Uh, to me, I don't think that it's 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 overall. This show is one of those shows that is too good to it's just too good to cancel, man. I like what was, what's the best show that you can think of that I I mean, had you one could argue, had one season. you could say that had one season, or just even a show that just was was canceled at such a high point, point. and not like this was the finite. And maybe you could argue, I the don't watch enough ending? TV. I think the answer, right? That's TV. fair. Yeah, wow. that's fair. But like, <laughs> not even just like, because there are some shows that like had a long run, and then it was like, all right, this is the series finale. It's very obviously the series finale. Watchmen they didn't say it was the series finale; they left no. it open. And they decided to not renew it for season two because the creator didn't want to do this. Well, two. And, and I'll be honest, I don't think that this is. I don't think this discussion is over. I think that they will continue. They will. To yeah, and I'm not. It. Yeah, I'm not sure this won't be back. Right. I, mean, I also agree with that because they remember know. HBO is. They're also notorious for having a show gone for two or three years and coming back with it. Right. So, and look, I didn't expect a Watchmen season two next year, you know, or this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that like whoa, what? but Linda Law saying I'm not doing it you guys can do whatever you want, but I'm not doing it. I mean, look, all right, I still want to see it. And some people may argue, I want to see Lindelof do it. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I've, I haven't seen... Lindelof do- is I the, clearly, read, Lindelof isn't the only person that could do a good Watchmen. Thing. I haven't read Doomsday Clock, but a lot of the post-Watchmen stuff that's come out besides Doomsday Clock is not good. Right. Like, so, so I think Lindelof also looking at that and being like, Yeah, they did something that shouldn't have been done like that story is not meant to be (coughs) continued And when people have tried to continue it or even when more try to continue it it, or tried to prequels It hasn't really worked out the way they all hoped it would be. I think I I, Like to me like you can't while all the points you're making are fair You can't separate that Watchmen history from this conversation because it's about Watchmen and Lindelof is very sensitive to that history and everything that goes into what's happened with this franchise i mean i I want i mean i think i don't know i i I want to say i think there will be a season two but i don't know i mean they have to find the right person lindelof is clearly the perfect person to do it but i mean for whatever reason he doesn't want to whether it be he doesn't have the ideas for it or whatever. I mean, I would say that this one thing that, for me personally, was very much missing from this season was Night Owl. He was not in it at all right. whatsoever, even though he's confirmed to be alive and around, but he just wasn't in it at all. So that for me, that's a very yeah. big omission because um, he was a very big part of the main story of Watchmen. And, um, Gave them a pass because I assume we'd see him sometime down the line. No, uh, yeah. You don't have to use him in season yeah, I mean, one if that, we're getting him in season that's, two or three. That, that's one of a few reasons that I would very much still like to see a season two, because there's so much that they didn't do. And I think that's part of the reason why they didn't put him in the season. And, you know, we heard Lindelof talk about, you know, he didn't want to jam-pack it with a bunch of old characters. He wanted to leave some ca- room for the new characters. But I think in the back of his mind, he may have also even subconsciously even thought, well, if we do go down the line, it gives us an opportunity to potentially introduce him in a season two. My one thing I want to bring up though also is that like if we if we say like look they could always do this five six years down the line look I mean Jeremy Irons isn't isn't that young neither is you know uh, Gene Smart you know like they're the you know uh, Louis Louis Gossett Jr. like there are there are a lot of actors and actresses in, in this but to me again I mean, that kinda- that kind of I think some you know. part of me feels like though that kind of lends itself to him being honest about not wanting to do multiple seasons when he even started this, because like that's a very fair point. That's something that you, you think can't, about before you can replace you cast these people. Like I mean, because you kill off, you know, <laughs> you can kill off some. I mean, you can kill off some of those characters, but like, yeah, because they're old. But you don't, but you don't, but like you don't come into them. You don't come into you don't cast those actors thinking like, oh, I'm I'm gonna have a five, six, seven season run, right? Like you just, I mean, to me, that would be foolish. So. Like, I, again, I think it lends credence to him being honest. That he, That's not exactly what he was, no, another, he was looking at. Another thing that kind of makes me yearn for a season two is that, I mean, I've been listening to the podcasts that have been coming out. The, uh, you know, official Watchmen podcast. Has, They've done they, more they since, had since Lindelof. Since the season finale? Uh, no, they only had three. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had one every three episodes. Yeah, because I watched, I listened to the last one. And, um, I mean, he continuously talks about the writer's room. That yes, he, he did and it seemed like it was a very collaborative process I'm thinking like well geez if okay maybe you personally don't have ideas but you, you, can you can you go off with some of these other writers that you lean so much on you know can you maybe try to try to flesh something out can you have some some opening and some engaging discussions like geez Lindelof give me a call I'll give you some ideas you well, know I, let's, well, let's, when bounce, I heard, let's bounce some <laughs> ideas off of each other well when I heard about you, and I thought about this and I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought it up and we should probably move on after this um, but I thought about that, too, about how much he talked about how how much input the writers' room had in what we ended up seeing. Part of me wondered if you could have a Barry Switzer situation where, um, and for those who don't know sports. <laughs> Barry Switzer. Yeah, let me explain. Do you, do you know where i I'm know. Going? I know where you're going. Okay, yeah, I'm just to make sure. Yeah, so if you don't know, no, if you watch football, Dallas Cowboys in the 90s were the dominant team. They were Dynasty, and Jimmy Johnson and... and who was the head coach and the owner of the team Jerry Jones fell out and Jerry Johnson ended up leaving getting fired whatever the situation was and they needed to hire a new coach to replace him. So they hired Barry Switzer, who was a college football coach, great college football coach and basically his job was just don't screw it up. like the infrastructure is there the team is there, the coaching staff is there. We just need to we just need a figurehead just to not mess up everything. And guess what they ended up winning another title because they were the infrastructure was so solid. That he he almost couldn't mess it up unless he started making rash changes. And when I think about how strong that writing room was, part of me did wonder, could you put in, I'm not saying that you should pick this guy, but could you drop Zack Snyder and make him the showrunner? And would we know the difference that much? Someone else who's super into the content. I'm not not saying I would pick Zack Snyder because I don't really want to see a Zack Snyder watchman on TV. I saw the movie and I was fine and I liked the movie, but... Massive Lindelof family. has a different style and we need to continue the style in which he was telling the story. But think about Warner Brothers, what did they put JJ Abrams in there? Right. Who's more similar to Lindelof. Right. Definitely. Who's very close to Lindelof. Yes, they were together. Yeah. So right. That's so you know what I'm saying? So like there are people I could see if they had the passion for the content. Now again, I don't know if they, JJ yet Nearly's right. a fan of Watchmen. Right, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, Lindelof. you'd have to have someone who's a diehard, diehard fan. And I don't know if that person exists in Hollywood, to be honest. Right. But what I did help, I couldn't help but wonder. Okay, if Lindelof says no, and HBO said right now they don't want to do it, it's like all right. But what if Lindelof like gave them someone he thinks would be great who could do it? Like, could with that same strong writers room in this cast, like, could they mess it up? And I don't know because that show is so detail oriented that if changing the showrunner could really change a lot, even if you have all the other pieces together. It really could. Some shows. It doesn't matter like that's why flash and arrow those shows you can just replace showrunners to put new people in all the time it doesn't matter because in a lot of ways like like the shows don't lack the detail maybe they should sometimes so it doesn't really matter about keeping consistency and keeping a standard to some degree with this is a you cannot do that like you can't just bring in anybody I would think and just feel like okay well you know this person who doesn't really care much about watching but his knows how to run a show season can figure this out like you need to pick someone who's specific with it but if you have that person in and everyone else in place could you move forward with it that would be my question yeah for uh watch i want to move on now to the two uh big trailers that we got this week i want to talk about morbius i want to talk about black widow let's first talk about morbius because that was the uh first trailer we gotten from morbius again this is a movie that as kendall has pointed out last week he wasn't sure it was even gonna come out yeah they were, um, they were saying they were filming it i just was not even believing it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know what this is. Well, Kendall's of, eyes did not deceive him. There was indeed a trailer this week. Um, it it got a lot of attention on social media, a lot of attention. Yes, and not surprising if you've seen the trailer. Right, it's it's not surprising if you've seen the trailer. But even still, I, I yeah, I guess it's not surprising. I, I'll say that. But to me, I guess it still was kind of. I still was a little taken aback by the idea that Morbius. Despite its connection to spider-man did create so much buzz, but this trailer was buzzworthy, and for one the whole trailer as a whole for the most part was Was good. I thought it was a good trailer for the most part. Um It stayed for for 95% of it stayed very self-contained to this story about uh, Morbius, but They did it in an interesting way. They kept it as interesting as possible and I think you couldn't help but be intrigued after watching uh, what they displayed. I think the big thing that kind of really didn't—I hate the term—broke the internet because such a, it literally broke like the internet shut down. It, after such a, this it, it's such a last. It's just a. It's such a last decade term. I hope we don't bring it. To it the broke Twitter. Ones. Then it broke social media. No, Ej, no, we didn't know. We are not use no breaking <laughs> anything. Um, but what did raise shut a down lot down of the a, servers. <laughs> What did raise a lot of attention were were two big things number one uh, the shot of um, leto you no know, on the move wherever he was going and you see the spider-man poster or spider-man whatever in the background with the words murderer right, right across which was very interesting considering how uh, spider-man far from home ended but what made it more interesting and confusing for me was that the spider-man that was displayed was clearly the sam raimi spider-man i don't know if they thought we were they were trying to pull a fast one and we wouldn't notice (laughs) i don't think so or that'd be very lazy or if they're trying to say that maybe someone drew their version of spider-man and it ended up looking exactly like sam raimi that's what i think i think it's supposed to be an easter egg like oh like this is a, an artist rendering of Spider-Man. It just happens to be the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah, it's literally from, like, the Spider-Man PS4 Sam Raimi suit. Like, it's like they just took it and put yeah. it on there. Uh, so that was a little weird. And in the end, the end was the big point where, you know, the trailer, you know, you think no moment. And then you hear, yes, and then you hear the uh, the Michael Douglas um Mike Keaton, Mike Mike Keaton Michael sorry. Keaton. Like, Michael Keaton. Like, oh, oh, Hank Pym's in this joint, no. too. Michael Keaton. <laughs> you see uh, the like, what? <laughs> you see the Michael Keaton, hear the Michael Keaton voice, him talking <clears> about <throat> Morbius, and and then seeing him in his, you know, same, you know, prison, prison jumpsuit, jump suit, yeah. playing the Wilson, same, Bugs vo- vo- What's same yeah. vulture <laughs> character <laughs> that we saw from Spider-Man Far From Home. So, the Sam Raimi thing may have confused some people, though that looked like a clear reference to Far From Home. I said Far From Home, I meant uh, homecoming for uh for uh keaton um the the keaton thing was more obvious he wasn't far from him too right Or was, was he not no he wasn't no, he wasn't. no he wasn't. yeah because I, I kept waiting for him yeah, and then did. we thought maybe they moved on from him and this was kind of a really great surprise yeah it, it's funny this is like your typical is this a surprise that should have been in the trailer and i'm gonna ask that to you kendall I think it well, was 100. Th- percent And this goes back to what I. This goes back to the conversation we had about Venom, right? Which I think gives me more smoke that if Spider-Man is in Venom, we're gonna see him in a trailer. Because this dude Keaton is not in this movie for more than one scene. That's probably or the one scene. or two scenes. <laughs> that's that's yeah. probably it. And we got to join the trailer. Yeah. And you know how many people are gonna see this Morbius movie Only because, because Keaton's in Keaton it. Thing. Yeah. Look, I don't know what Sony's gonna do I can't predict, but I think they would be foolish Not to show Spider-Man in a Venom 2 But, what I will ask Is, you mentioned EJ That you were a little Surprised by, maybe not After seeing the trailer, but maybe before the Trailer, if someone told you that Morbius Trailer is gonna Break the internet, for lack of a better term Um, (laughs) you would have Been surprised, I probably would have been surprised Yes Did we miscalculate the 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 impact and maybe sony's whole idea of the spider-verse because we thought no one's gonna care about a morbius uh, maybe venom but no one's gonna care about morbius and craven and black cat and silver table and all these characters they claim to do they claim to want to do that maybe we that maybe we mis- miscalculate spider-man's impact um it's being attached to spider Because that's why people care about this. It's not because of Morbius. So my answer... Yeah, so I'll answer that by saying no. I don't think we miscalculated because we saw... Sticking to his guns. <laughs> Here's why. Because to me, like... At the end of the day, we always said that, that these movies didn't make sense without Spider-Man. So, what did this trailer do that got everybody's attention? They imposed, they infused. Yeah, I don't think we thought that Spider-Man would be because the Venom the Venom trailer never the Venom trailers which were also were were, were you know they, it was a great marketing campaign. We don't got to go down that road again. But they didn't include Spider-Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. no time. Like this movie had to include. I agree with you. And I don't know which Brian I'm thinking It's probably also in agreement that that was smart to show uh, Vulture in this trailer. Absolutely so th- this movie absolutely had it's dead on arrival but, without those but not necessarily those, even those the, the but even if you would have told me like look Spider-Man is not going to be like a heavy portion of the movie but I think I could have maybe fathomed that there would be a connection to Spider-Man because like these are all Spider-Man characters like but that, that, but that trailer as solid as it was without those scenes nobody, nobody Yeah, cares. nobody cares nobody cares yeah. So that to me doesn't. I don't think that that proves me wrong. That I think to me that proves me right. It, it proves me right in the idea. That, I mean, yes, you can make a movie and now you'll make some money, but like you should just put Morbius in a Spider-Man movie. That's what it tells me. Like you should just put Morbius in a Spider-Man movie because the only thing people are really really excited about. Yes, you you cut a solid trail and that's a solid movie, but the thing people are most excited about are Spider-Man. Now, do you think that? I saw a lot I saw a lot for two and a half minutes, and I'm, I'm we're talking about. Keaton, but do you think that this movie may have gotten some people that would not have even known what Morbius was, that because of articles and Twitter and stuff, had to watch it to see what people were talking about. It maybe said wow. Maybe not wow. I don't know. If this was, it was a good trailer, mm-hmm. but I don't know wow. Wow. But maybe people said, hmm, interesting. <laughs> may I have to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Neither look doesn't look that bad. I. I mean they th- that, that That's why that, you put hate like in the in the trailer. That is what's happening, but again I, can't, I think I don't think cuz that- it's not it's not like this Spider-Man all over the thing. You know, it's it's a lot of Leto. We don't I mean there's a lot of characters movies that just probably got completely like Matt Smith in the movie, I think he's the villain. Yeah, we Matt's got one Smith's, shot of yeah, we don't yeah, we don't. We got Tyrese Gibson in the movie. We got one shot of him like this is a very leto centric trailer. Yeah. Um Great trailer, look, by the way, in terms of uh, the way it was look, cut. Look, man, I, look out for Leto giving a bomb performance. Shamari, the big Leto guy. You've been the Leto guy. I haven't seen a bad performance from him yet. Uh, you, I haven't seen one bad. You were sitting right next to me in Suicide Squad. Yeah, Shamari, you got to see Suicide Squad again, man. I, I don't <laughs> think he did a, he got a terrible performance. <laughs> if you want to blame anything, that. blame writing. Blame yeah. concept. Blame I don't David think was Leto's acting. Ayer. I'll, <laughs> if you want to come on the show daily <laughs> <laughs> air and discuss no, you with Kendall, that, Kendall's, uh, in the, fighting. Kendall's in the fighting. Kendall's a fighting. Look, I did I, I never saw a bad acting. I never watched that. I was like, geez, this guy's bombing these I'm lines. Pro actor, EJ. What is I'm, this? I'm anti, anti showrunner, <laughs> anti director, <laughs> anti creator. But look, man, I just. I'm looking. I'm saying. I'm just saying. Look for him to give a bomb performance. I mean, everyone's talking about Keaton. Everyone's talking about Holland. Should I they think people be? People are gonna about go about in the movie and say, hey, you know, he, he did a good job, you know, regardless of whether, you know, you think the the movie should be is relevant, or now, should be Now relevant, the, the right? question I have to ask you guys also I have to pose is, and this is a conversation that the EJ, me and EJ had when this trailer first dropped, but do we think that this was some Because obviously we ask Keaton's in the trailer, all right, is there some What's connection to the MCU? We got the yeah. far from home Easter egg. There was a word before the movie for the trailer that week, that day, that um, that we were supposed to get J uh, J Jonah Jameson. Yes that, to, that was the he supposed that was to be interviewing. Rumor. Yeah, you know Morbius in the movie at some point. So like we, so it's clear on some level of some MCU connection. Do we think that this is? Do we think Kevin Feige has any involvement in this movie whatsoever, or is Sony going rogue and saying we own these characters? So I don't care what you guys got going on. I don't care what your plans are. But we're bringing in J.K. Simmons, we're bringing in Michael Keaton, because we own the characters, and Kevin Feige's like, well, can't can't control that. It's just so odd because I don't we we still don't know a lot of the parameters of what works. It's like, I would assume that I could be totally wrong when I say this, but I mean I'm not wrong in saying that it was Feige that cast Tom Holland. Well, 100. So, well, well, no, well, I wouldn't say that. You would not I, th- say I think Feige was part of the was part of the group that cast it um, But I would say that also Amy Pascal probably was very much involved. Absolutely. I'd be shocked if she weren't. Absolutely. You so, don't think Feige so, was leading that leading whatever Leading, casting? you know, uh, I mean Bob Iger was leading it, it was really, but like I guess the I way, think, way I, I think at, they're working hand in hand. The way I looked at it I always viewed that because Marvel was producing it and yeah i mean have creative control right therefore the people feige wanted are the people we're seeing on screen I would so I, I i figured that feige casted holland he casted uh keaton he's casted all these spider-verse spider-man mc spider-man people so like i know they've signed a deal that is in conjunction with sony but like my question is like There are details about it that we don't know. So, like, when, like, are they, like, is so is Sony going rogue? Like, is it not part of their deal that they also have to appear in Sony movies? Like, you know, like, like this may be something that they've agreed to. It does. It does seem to. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of contracts. There's a lot of stuff that goes into stuff. A lot of times you can't just do things. Right. So I can't imagine that. Like to me, I would think that if I was Michael Keaton, and they told Sony, told me, yeah, you're gonna show up in Morbius. Like, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he just wants the bag. But, like, I would think my agent would say, hey, like, these movies aren't within the continuity. Like, you could kind of mess up your MCU bag if you do this. I would at least have questions. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't uh, think he would just do it. You know? go to Kevin Feige and be like, does like this make what, sense? should I do this? Like, does this make sense or whatever? Or, you know, are you guys continuing to do Spider-Man? Like, what's the big deal? So, without those answers, it's hard for me to really say if Sony's going rogue or if there's some way sign, them trying to screw him. Because I've seen a lot of people say that. Like say, oh, Sony's trying to screw them. This is revenge for what Marvel... And I wouldn't say revenge is a strong word, but this is kind of payback for what the whole snafu happened where Marvel's like, look, we ain't doing Spider-Man, you know, unless, you know, you guys give us <laughs> control. Would you guys give us all Spider-Man? So, like, all right. I uh, To me, I you think... You guys can continue to Spider-Man. I think that Feige... Here's what I think is happening, Sean. I think, uh, to answer your question, I do think Feige... Is in involved in some way uh, with this Morbius movie. He didn't watch the trailer. and was like, "What?" Yeah, they're using right. He wasn't surprised. He's not. <laughs> he knew what was coming. He knows what Sony wants to do, and basically how they're going along with this. Is you think he's get... comfortable with it? Yeah, I, I. To me, while we all went crazy about what happened, mostly because of how they ended the last post credit scene or mid credit scene with Spider Man, but in a way like you can continue telling spider-man story without the mcu involved you know what i'm saying like like the spider-man movies while they haven't been contained to mcu in the first two movies that doesn't mean you can't go back to them being more contained so why can't you introduce someone like no vulture like you don't have to mention Tony Stark every two seconds about Tony Stark ruined my life every two seconds in whatever Sinister Six movie you're trying to do. Like you just have him in the movies be like we've had a history. You right. know, like like they're developing a lot of characters to the point where now like their connection to MCU kind of becomes independent. So it doesn't really matter if we've seen that guy in a quote unquote MCU movie. Right. And Feige may understand that and they may that may be the understanding they all have, is that yes, like in theory these guys are all part of the MCU and if we were still playing ball like we we could use vulture in another movie and potentially but also understanding that like maybe we'll never see vulture in another mcu movie and that he's also he's part of sony's properties and like they can use him however they want mm-hmm. i don't think that this is i don't necessarily think this is anything nefarious happening is my point you know that's yeah. what a lot of people are jumping to yeah not at all i don't think this is some anything you know where sony's trying to uh you know screw over Anybody, Keaton, Feige, anybody. <laughs> so, uh, so I I think this is something where uh, they're making use of the characters that are in um, in their pocket basically, and um, I think it's wise. I mean, it's very I, wise. I think Sony is wise with Sony to use Keaton in this way. Keaton did a good job as Vulture. Do you think that this lines up with Kevin Feige's vision in any way, or um, do you think that that he's just like well, again? I can't control this. Or do you think that, like, Feige, I really don't know. I think Feige has... A, I don't know, but. And this goes the other way. And this is something people have also talked about. Could Morbius end up in a Blade movie? Right. Could we see Morbius in the MCU in other levels? Could we see Venom cross over the MCU? Like, are they really working hand-in-hand? Hand, or is Sony literally just doing their own thing using their characters? And Feige's like, well, hands off. Because I can't do anything. Like, they are not my character. I feel like the, the Sony... Marvel relationship, I feel like is very like, like yeah. I think there are like I, I did make the case that there are contracts and there are obvious parameters, but I also feel like Contract, everything's kind of up weird. for negotiation. You know, like it's it's not. I don't think the Sony Marvel relationship is like what we saw from the Marvel Fox relationship, where this was our side and this was your side, and maybe every now and then we'll trade a character of that may seem of inconsequence of both of us, but for the most part, that's it. I think with this Spider-Universe Sony is creating and what Marvel is doing and including Spider-Man in that universe, I think that it's all kind of possible. So, yeah, like, could they want to do Morbius in a Blade movie if, like, Morbius is hot and makes sense? Sure. And when we talk about the idea that uh, the only movie besides Black Panther we know about post this next Phase 4 is Blade and we're seeing MCU characters show up in Morbius, that's not – that may not be by accident. That may not be by accident in right. regards to like, Feige maybe having plans for Morbius to somehow because it seems like Morbius isn't going to be a good guy in this movie. You know, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's supposed to be like. In this what Keaton, which saying, kind of you know, still can't the good guy, which is why I still can't. He's working with Michael Keaton. He's working with Vulture. I don't know if he's working with Vulture. In that the, scene. I mean, the line. Yeah, we don't know what's going on. The line. I, I, what's his line? I, I, I get the impression that. Let's do it again. I, I get the impression. Up, know it it, it was, was like, what's up, Doc? You know, you tired of the good guy thing? Yeah. You, you know, not, as yeah. if, like, oh, we're about to go on a job. But today. remember, I mean, he's a he's a vampire who probably loses control. Like, I'm and sure. And I'm not saying he's, like, very evil, but, like, he, at the very most, he's an anti hero. Oh, yeah. That, and that's that, Morbius's that thing. I yeah. Like, so it, you can certainly frame. Him as a villain to a to a blade to a blade movie. Oh yeah, especially considering Blade's a vampire hunter. You know, so and I could that, see them saying, "Look, we have a major villain who has his own, just like Venom, as his own movie franchise at this point." It would be, I mean, a Morbius versus Blade movie in twenty twenty three or whatever it is could end up being huge. If you have Jared Leto and Michael Ali, and I'm not saying I want to see that movie, but in terms of Box office and... Yeah, I think all that stuff appeal. is up for de- negotiation and debate. Like, I don't think that... I think if they went to Sony and say, hey, we want to do this, can we do this? What's a dollar number you want to make it happen? But I think that they would make it happen. I don't think that it's... Now, the difference with this one, though, would be that obviously plays is a Marvel property. It's not going right. to be a Sony-produced movie. Right. So, like, there would probably be some parameters and something they have to figure out. But I, I feel like Feige... Just like we know Feige was talking... Was involved in what was going on with Dark Phoenix, involved with what was going on with the recuts of uh, of uh, New Mutants. Like I think that while he may not be like thumping, like you know, stomping his fist about this is the story you have to do, like those movies are doing whatever they right. want to do. I do feel like he at least wants to be knowledgeable of what they're doing. And remember, he's now the head guy at Marvel, Marvel in all aspects. Yep. Right. So this movie is still a Marvel movie. It's still Marvel brand now. Look, he he doesn't run Sony on any level. You know, it's in association with. Yeah, but it's in association (laughs) with Marvel. That they, you know, back in the day, that used to mean like, all right, it has nothing to do with Marvel Studios. But now, anything to do with Marvel is connected with Kevin Feige. So, on some level. They still have to talk to each It's so complicated, man. We just, like there's no clear answer on what any of this stuff. To means. any of this, they're just very vague. It's oh. the studio that brought you Far From Home, and Venom, and Homecoming. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I, I mean, I guess it's, it means it's a Sony movie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, was this the best trailer of that day though? That's, that's the question. Uh, yeah. Let's quickly talk about uh, Black Widow. Black Widow came out later on in the evening. Um... I, think, I don't know how Marvel's actually call, what they're calling it especially I yeah, special I, look. I think a special look is what they said yeah, during that time that's what the they game. called it. Um to mm-hmm. me it was just another trailer. I thought this was I thought this looked great. Again, um I thought this this definitely I think did a better job of kind of uh really pushing the the kind of mystery behind um Taskmaster mm-hmm. which is what I think the last trailer was probably missing, you know. I, you know Marvel, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. This this one put me at ease a little bit, but the one thing I've worried about with this movie is: do, do, does Marvel Studios really understand how much excitement there is around Taskmaster being a movie? Cause like, cause because of how they've developed the character, how they've designed the character, and the kind of, it seemed like he was an afterthought in the in the first trailer. I was starting to get worried saying, okay, is this going to be, you know, uh, a deal where like, you know, this character that everybody's excited about, like, you know, is this is going to be a gambit in X-Men, you know, Wolverine Origins, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, are they really going to give this character justice and seeing, and, you know, sometimes you got to get him with benefit out because now, okay, they're not giving you a lot, but see, oh, they do have, he, he does have the mimicking abilities thing. And like, you see kind of some of his like badass moves you're like oh okay now we're starting to see a little bit of who this is and, and now you see uh, uh um natasha asking you who is this guy like you know i, I was that was the thing that got me most excited it was like, okay now we're starting to kind of get taskmaster more into focus and there is more mystery about who he is that that's uh that that is um exciting to me i think that that was a good part of this trailer a lot of the other stuff was a lot of the same shots from before so mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was so much new stuff, but the taskmaster stuff was the stuff that really draw my attention. Yeah. do you think that w- we were going to get another trailer? Do I think we're going to get another trailer before May? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, because I don't think that this showed enough different <coughs> stuff for me to say that like that's it. This is yeah, like this is the second trailer. I'd be like, man, I don't know what this movie is really <laughs> about. And but I will say, I think that this trailer, I think even the next trailer still won't give us a lot. I think that there's a lot in this movie, and they don't want to give us away get yeah. away a lot. Yeah. So I, do, I think there's something in this movie again, we talked about it, like the way, you know, it coming out in May, it being the first movie, like there's something about this movie that we don't know. We we by, know nothing about. By the way, I'm uh, already uh, Bombshell. Bomb not nah, But by the way, I'm already having to avoid certain articles and pop ups and things about leaks and You didn't hear about credits. the the the, the no, I don't even know. Yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I was gonna like even joke. Like, I was gonna I was joke, like, but man, like it's like not even worth I was like, man, you would have told me that this morning. Yeah, you it's not even worth the but... heart attack me <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you didn't hear about Thanos' return and, and you're gonna, gonna cause all, all the new generation people to stop listening to yeah, the exactly. But um but yeah, like I'm already seeing things pop up about oh, you know, story scene leaks and post credits leaks and <laughs> connections Black to Willow. the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. And I'm just like, geez, already? January <laughs> movie doesn't come out until for four months. I'm already seeing things about the post credits, so I'm am just giving y'all a warning now. But overall, when it comes to the trailer, I very much enjoyed it. Um, Taskmaster looks great. Uh, it's very very slender. People are saying it may even be a female Taskmaster. Um, so I mean I don't know. I mean who it knows? would make maybe sense. Maybe um, so I just, I, just I, we know there's a lot of widows apparently. And yeah, there are all these are widows guys, all over the place apparently that are the villains. Yeah, that part um, are the villains in this movie. Do, yeah, so I mean do knows? we I mean I see I only worry that like that's kinda similar. I mean the story would be completely different, but I just worry about the similarity between that and the ghost character that also mm-hmm. is a female. Well that they, they also also isn't traditionally female, but they made a female. Mm-hmm. Um that's a fair point. you know similar uh, similar look it's just i don't know we're we doing that again i mean I not a, not a, it's not the same but something you need to consider um yeah taskmaster was the highlight of this trailer um it's interesting how like people were talking about look in this trailer he's mimicking kind of what captain america yeah some of his stuff with the shield work and you know obviously mimic some of black widow in this trailer but you know, in the last trailer, we, we got him kind of using the bow and arrow like right. Hawkeye. Like, it and could people, be. A, people lost their minds by him using a bow and arrow. And they're like, why yeah. is he using a bow yeah. and arrow? Yeah, I mean, yeah, people said that. I'm like, maybe Hawkeye's in the movie. You know, right. Shocking, you know, or may, Hawkeye's in the MCU, maybe he's copying Hawkeye. <laughs> right. But um, does this mean now that, I mean, could he be somebody that, you know, is just copying the Avengers? I like I feel like I feel like that whole idea of him copying people is going to be very very oh without featured question. and that, like, they're, that, they're that, going to do a good was, job with it yeah this was their trailer for to show us yeah that. to like go further with that you know and I I'm excited I'm yeah excited. you can even see her reflection in his mask yeah very interesting so I I mean that was the big thing they. When they doubled down on the 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 red guardian fat shaming line oh yeah and that, that was, was I think very intentional that was intentional yeah they yeah. were like we don't care yeah. about these people who they think are probably bad actors um pushing the idea that that was somehow bad that they did that yeah that was definitely done on purpose yeah so uh, yeah but I, I thought it was I thought it was good I thought it was solid again I mean this is a movie I'm super super excited about um, I think this movie is gonna be Really good, and if if not really good, I think it's gonna be really consequential at the very least. I think this is gonna have a big <laughs> ramifications for the MCU, because otherwise, why would they be doing this movie? Cause, Basically, yeah, because this movie doesn't make sense really in any way other than just showing cool action shots, you know, for characters. Yeah, giving Black Widow, you know, a lifetime achievement. Or right, and it's like I I <laughs> just, I just don't imagine that the MCU is starting their new phase doing that. They're doing this for a reason, and I'm excited to see what exactly that reason is gonna be. Um. I do also want to talk about uh, a show that we, um, we we watched on this we've watched and talked about on this show plenty um, Titans so we got some word that there could be some new characters appearing or they're very familiar names to us they're probably familiar names to you guys. so we have multiple reports um, the first one being that uh, there's a casting breakdown for someone who, who is just according to the discussing film is Barbara Gordon and i'll read you guys the, the uh the breakdown and see what you guys think so they're apparently looking for a female late 20s early 30s caucasian compassionate perceptive sharp-witted and restless the explanation goes uh gotham's police commissioner has a, pho- a photogenic photographic memory and an insatiable determination to protect the city she loves as deeply as her late father whose shoes she now fills with her nose to the ground grindstone before you had your morning coffee, she's the friend who tells it to you straight when no one else will. Guest star, actress who uses wheelchairs are encouraged to submit. So that leads a lot of people to think that this is Oracle. I mean, that seems pretty obvious that this is real. Um, I don't know who else that could possibly be. So there's that nugget. There's also the nugget that uh, people, there's rumors now that also we'll be seeing Roy Harper, who was uh, teased a little bit in season two, and Calderon, Aqualad from uh he's now in the dc Comics, but you'll probably know be more familiar with caldor in um in uh young justice so oracle roy harper and aqualad all rumored for season three Shamar, just make you excited yeah it makes me extremely excited and i mean one thing i'll give titans man they know how to characterize dc characters They know how to characterize these characters, make me feel like I know these characters and like these are characters that, you know, are, for the most part, uh, true to what I would expect from them. Or, if they're not, uh, more often than not, I enjoy their variations on the characters. Mm -hmm. So, I'm very, very excited about this. Um, And, uh, I mean, I think this is also good, especially in terms of having Calderon on the show, because I mean Aqua Aqu- Aqu- Aqualad being in that one episode and then just never showing up <laughs> again. Yeah, wiping out. It's probably a big letdown for a lot of Aqualad, Aquaman fans. Um, but uh I also think it'll be it'll be a good kind of point of contention for the for the series. Mm-hmm. Having another Aqua Lad show up and yeah. having, I mean that's that's gonna be cause conflict on itself. For sure. On its own. So um so yeah, this is this is very, very interesting. And uh yeah, I'm just I'm very excited to see it. Yeah, yeah, there had been word, uh almost like right after season three that or season two that uh Calder was supposed to show up. I think I may have even yeah. told Samari about yeah, that. Yeah, you brought this up, yeah. You know, that he 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 may be involved in this season, so it seems like that's that is not confirmation of that. But um yeah, I mean I think that's cool. You know, I this show clearly has no like they have no barrier, no filter, There's no no limit you know, to no who, limit who is who can and yeah. can't be on the show. <laughs> I mean, the only person we haven't really seen is Superman. Yeah, to really that level, and that, that would make any sense. So, um, I I feel like these are all natural characters. Roy Harper is the interesting one because he's really the first character I think that like we've gotten in the CW that will be now in the CW-verse, that would be now in this DC Universe. But so we had Deathstroke. And Deathstroke. And Deathstroke, you're right. So, now the second one. Yeah. Um, so, I guess I kind of nixes the whole uh, his name, Colton Haynes, or whatever. He, he, we're not going to see him. Uh, I mean, did you think that that was possible? <laughs> I, I, <don't> <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it was likely, but... We didn't see Manu Bennett. Uh, yeah, ben exactly. <laughs> you know, we did not see Manu Bennett. So, uh, and, uh, look, honestly, Manu Bennett was good, but the guy was better Wow, that's a strong statement as Deathstroke you know um Slade Wilson is one thing you know the character that Manu Bennett played was great but like the, in terms of who's the who is Deathstroke who is the comic book <laughs> ca- accurate version of Deathstroke it's certainly this guy um it's funny I saw the uh, I was watching the, the Deathstroke animated series on CW uh Seed yeah. um not not that bad yeah i kind of wasn't looking how many episodes is it i have no idea is it multiple episodes or is it a a movie i don't know it was on after after i watched crisis on infinite earths and uh my remote was not working so i was kind of forced to watch it but (laughs) not bad yeah yeah it was not bad It, it was certainly like what you would expect from a deathstroke show that's what's up i gotta check it out uh i mean i i think this is really cool um Again, I, I one thing I appreciate about Titans is like, man, this show, as Jamari said, I agree. Like they they go for it when it comes to uh, giving us close to comic book accurate versions of these characters. Uh, I don't necessarily always like the positions they put them in, so that's why I think a lot of times and I've been frustrated. When I'm like, man, why won't Titans just give us what they want what we want? So we'll see what how they use Calder and Barbara and Roy. I'm I, I'm confident they'll give us. You know comic book accurate versions of them, but the situation they put them in usually ends up kind of warping our view of those characters. So That is the part. I'm kind of still always gonna be you know kind of trepidatious about but Titans is, is interesting. I mean Titans again I like the references to the DC universe and how much they expand it and really touch on a lot of different things But their show that they, they gotta convince me that they can complete a full season. You no know, first season very uneven started to get a little better and then fell apart completely in the season finale second season pretty solid up until the jericho episode then started to slow down a little bit and and then couldn't finish it couldn't finish at home with the season finale like i i you know showing decent you know showing no no neat characters is cool and i appreciate that but in order for me to get super super excited i i gotta see them complete a full season i don't want to be watching a season finale feeling like, you know, I don't want to say I wasted my time at the last season, but it just did feel like a letdown. Like I feel like I invested a lot in a show that looked like was improving and then for us to for them to lay such an egg. You know, they can't they can only give me these cameos and these guest appearances but so much, you know, to satisfy me. Like at a certain point you're gonna have to uh, <laughs> right. actually deliver yeah, a lot of flow. deliver a real Titan season. Like, you know, you know, you can give me all the smoking and mirrors and all the you Gadget. know, the sizzle, yeah, but you gotta have some steak at the end and Titans hasn't, you know, it's almost like the the beef that people talk about with their beef with Eminem right now as a rapper and that we all know he can rap, but like he's not telling us anything. Like that's something in some ways is kind of like a warped way of how I feel about Titans. It's like I know you can embrace the DC universe and show me all these different characters. Like I know that you told me that I appreciate that. You show me that you can be a comic book show. I need you to be a good comic book show now. I need you to actually show me a a full Season beginning, middle, and end that makes sense that isn't convoluted that isn't rushed for me to get excited. I can't just get excited by you just showing me a bunch of characters just like for M- people like M- who criticize Eminem. I can't be just excited about the fact that you can rhyme crazy words like you know you got to give me more and that's why I, how I feel like a titan. So I kind of look at this news. Yes, it's cool. Yes, I'm interested, but. In the back of my head i'm still always thinking about yeah but are you gonna put together a season that makes sense like is there gonna be a barbara gordon episode that's gonna throw me completely out of the storyline because it doesn't make sense with what you're doing or is Calderon gonna come out of nowhere and not make any sense with the rest of the story but it's gonna be cool because it's caldor like those kind of tricks don't work anymore when you're in season three you haven't really put together a full body of work that's been solid yet so that's my issue with titans right now um we're gonna go into a, a, a new story as well here and I do want to give just a minor minor spoiler um spoiler warning if you have not seen crisis which is our show recap this week so you know so if you haven't then you may want to watch crisis before you continue back to this podcast but this next story is a, a slight minor spoiler regarding Titans so, you don't care continue, about cri- crisis, if you don't care right. about crisis then you can continue. yes if you don't care about <laughs> crisis and you don't what then we're the, story and the story doesn't story it's story will probably still interest you you may want to listen in but if you care about crisis and you don't want to get you exposed, haven't seen it maybe you want to hold off that being said um we learned some details about the green lantern show and that was very interesting to learn because it came right on the heels of the green lantern cameo that we saw in crisis at the end and we'll get a little bit more into that later but uh, basically, they uh, Greg Berlanti was asked about what the deal is with the HBO Max series that will be coming to Green Lantern and what we can expect. And, uh, oh, that's sorry, I said it was Greg Berlanti. It actually was uh, HBO Max head of original content, Sarah Arbery, who was asked about it. And she said, quote, it's going to span several decades uh, on focus. That's weird. So, it's going to span several decades on focus on two stories about Green Lantern on Earth as well as one in space going into the Sinestro story. So it sounds like it'll be kind of three stories kind of interweaving through time, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Greg Volante will be producing that show as he's produced yes, all these... As he produces everything. Every DC <laughs> content thing that we see on television at this point. Uh, Kendall, Kendall, what do you think of this idea of the Green Lantern yeah. um, spanning two, several decades and two different stories of two different lanterns? This is... uh. I think this is very, very interesting. Um, obviously like you said, we got the tease in in Crisis of the Green Lantern show, um, and what it's gonna look like and, and, and that looked very promising. Um But what we heard about the show, look, the first thing I heard about this show when it was uh rumored, when I had first from the first guy that reported it on Reddit, he claimed this was a Kyle Rayner show. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if he's right or wrong, but it would not surprise me if, um, if because they say it's two, or we, I assume that we're getting two Earth Green Lanterns. You may assume that that's uh, John Stewart and Hal Jordan, um, but I don't think I think I don't I think those characters are still, uh, still being saved for the movies potentially. I don't think it could be maybe al jordan or john stewart one of them but i don't think we're getting both um but i it it wouldn't surprise me if we get um alan scott who i believe is the jsa green lantern uh, and they do something where it's a really retro version Mm. you know in the 1940s 50s 60s that's what we've seen with watchmen with hooded justice that could be really cool. that could be very interesting especially since HBO now has some experience yeah, doing doing like that, that kind of period piece type of uh storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh and then you jump back into the future and maybe it's Kyle Raynor is the new Earth Green Lantern or maybe it's uh I don't know, Simon Bass, maybe it's maybe it's Hal Jordan, maybe it's John Stewart, maybe it's Guy Gardner who could be very interesting obviously. Um they have a lot of possibilities. Um or it could be any of those Green Lanterns in the past. You can change the timeline however you want if you want. Kyle Rayner to be the 50th Green Lantern, you could do that as well. If you want Guy Gardner to be the 50th Green Lantern, you could do that. But um, I think that makes sense. And Sinestro being the, being, I would imagine, the villain, but also being a character makes sense, especially if you want this this show to last long term. You're gonna have to introduce Sinestro. Um, but the whatever graphic CGI concept art that they showed us in Crisis, I think suggests that they're giving Greg Berlanti a lot more resources than he had previously. Like whatever deal he signed that 500 million dollar deal that he signed with Warner Brothers, like I think it's really starting to kick in now in terms of like what he's able to do. Um, we've seen now with the Crisis on Infinite Earth, which we'll talk about and all the characters he's introduced in the CW verse and all the characters he's introduced with DC Universe and now with this Green Lantern show. That he is pretty much. He can pretty much do whatever he wants. Yeah. I don't I mean, think. I don't think Warner Brothers. I mean, Riverdale still no. going strong. And Riverdale and obviously we got that cage. Riverdale spin off show. We got the Sabrina show. We got Sabrina the Riverdale show. Josie, uh, Josie show. Josie show. There's Nancy Drew. All right. All of these CW shows. He is a CW. All right. Almost at this point. It wouldn't seem weird, Sham, if you're gonna tell a Sinestro story, and not have Hal Jordan involved possibly uh, uh, I, I would say yes um, but at the same time um, I think Sinestro is such like to me he's almost like an iconic DC villain at this point and like having him involved on any level just seeing Sinestro seeing the mustache twirling um, you know Dick Dastardly Sinestro, uh, Charlie Chaplin looking. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie I mean, see Sinestro in his full glory is just that on its own is um is like enough for me. Uh, uh it, so yeah, I mean, I agree. I will. While well, I would love to see how Jordan um uh, mix it up with Sinestro, uh, if he if, if Berlanti wanted to take liberties and um have an iconic. Green Lantern villain, but using a different Green Lantern, I wouldn't have any issue with it. And it do- also yeah. doesn't necessarily mean how Jordan doesn't exist in that universe. Yeah, sure, sure. It may just be that this is a Sinestro. Focus, yeah, Sinestro is finding a different Green Lantern at this time. Because to me, like the reason why I asked that is because, I guess the way I interpreted the quote that, I guess to me the way I interpreted the quote it was that it was the two Green Lanterns on Earth, and like Sinestro was another Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Like, so to me, it was like, okay, if you're telling the story of Shnesha being a Green Lantern, like, to me, you'd have to, that would have to be with Hal Jordan. But to be fair, the way it's read is, you know, as well as another story in space. as Well, as, well here's what, I'll read the quote one more time, just to, for the re- listener as well, which also I don't think was, uh, the person may have misspoke because it doesn't kind of make sense. But it says here, it's going to span several decades on focus on two I think it means and focused. That word is driving me crazy. Anyway, I'm gonna just say and. It's gonna span several decades and focus on two stories about Green Lanterns on Earth, as well as one in space going into the Sinestro story. So I assume the one in space is Sinestro, though to be fair, maybe the one in space is another Green Lantern who's mm-hmm. dealing with Sinestro. Maybe Sinestro is a villain at this point already. Yeah. Like, and look, Sinestro's a villain. Is like, this, I mean, it could. I don't know. There's a lot of ways this this could go. He's a villain to the Green Lantern Corps. Period. Primarily, of course. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, the focus normally is on Hal Jordan, but like him and his Yellow Lantern Corps are just are villains in its own right. So think mm-hmm. about Krypton. We got Zod in Krypton. Yeah, and no Superman. That's true. You know, are we like, mm-hmm. this, this is impossible, like, this, this story was yep. ruined. We got Doomsday and No Superman. We got Doomsday and No Superman. You know, I think Zod works better than Doomsday, but... Did Berlanti no. have anything to do with Krypton? I don't remember. I don't believe so. But I probably, you so, I mean, know, I, I, I... If do. I were a betting man, I would say yes. <laughs> you know, I would just take the odds, take the over on <laughs> yeah, that, that you're one. You're going to bet against Berlanti. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, not better, better against uh, Berlanti's, uh, his filmography on that <laughs> one, but... Yeah, his influence on the Warner Brothers uh, DC content on television. But, I mean, I think that, obviously, this was smart for uh, to have, you know, Sarah right make this comment at the TCA press corps coming off the heels of what happened in crisis, because that excited a lot of people that they were already establishing the Green Lantern show in crisis. I don't think anybody expected that. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, quickly, I do, also do want to mention that the Superman and Lois show got ordered straight to series. They're not even gonna wait to see if the pilot does well. They're just gonna take it from CW. So yes, that that's not... little bit of a tease from in, in Crisis about that show. Yeah, we got yeah, yeah. will we talk we'll talk we about, talk about that is. a little later as well. I guess, but I mean I I don't I, to me it's clear that they they want to do this that this is the plan. So I'm not surprised that they're gonna just go all in. You don't ask the Superman and Lois show though. You know what I mean, like
1: right? If you say you're doing you're that, say, if that gets you out, can't and they like, say you say hey, it, hey, like, hey, we didn't like the, the pilot. pilot
0: was not great. I mean, too many fans will say, "Well, we'll release the pilot, <laughs> right? You know, we want to see the cut, right? We want to see the Berlanti cut, you know, the Berlanti cut of the pilot." Like if they if they the would have said like cut, right, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> If they would have said like you know, yeah, we're not gonna do Star Girl, like people would. I mean, if you, I don't I don't people wouldn't care, but like it, you could get away with it. You can't get away with saying you're doing Superman and then not doing Superman. Now they're going really deep, you know, into confirming that we're getting it. But um, I would not be shocked, uh, or I would have been shocked rather, if we if we didn't get anything with this show. After how much we got from it. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah, I, I, to me that that was that was very likely that this was going to happen. Them going, dang, forget the pilot. We're just going to order the episode, order the whole season. I also feel like because of how what they set up with Crisis, I think they felt like they kind of had no choice but to at least try once. Yeah, if you're gonna, gonna put lines in there, about, yeah, you have to try. And I think that whoever where I'm I'm assuming that whatever happens with Superman will intersect with Supergirl in some way. So for that to make sense, I think they also feel like they have to go forward with um, the full season of Superman and Lois. What do you think of uh, that show getting picked up? Um, I mean. Look, I'm. I guess I'm on board. Um, I. It's not a ringing endorsement. <laughs> I think I'm on board. I guess I'm on board. I mean, I guess if they they want to do this. I guess if I have to watch Superman, no. Um, but like, I don't know. I mean, I'm on board. It sounds. It's an interesting concept. Um, I mean, you said Superman. Uh, all right, I'm not gonna go into spoilers, but for a Crisis, I'm not even gonna go into Crisis. But um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it is what you I'm don't seem say. very excited. What's 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 going on? <laughs> I'm curious. All right. So I mean, we'll we'll get into it when we talk about crisis. Um, but uh, look, man, the the Superman that we've seen is he's kind of constantly getting you know, you know grabbed by this, this guy that guy not doing much supergirl shows up has to save him <laughs> this one has to save him that one has to save him you know bumbling gosh shucks gee whiz whatever and it's like all right i mean clearly this isn't gonna be a superman show it's lois and clark so what are we gonna see lois and clark do uh so i mean we'll see um You know, we've talked already about how they kind of. Kendall knows how I feel with them nerfing Superman and making him not as powerful as uh, he should be. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, So I don't know. We'll see how they do this Superman, and we'll see how. I mean, it's not in the context of Supergirl, so maybe he'll be shown as being more powerful uh, than how they show him in the CWverse now. But the universe is totally different now too. They yeah, even leaked that the, as well. They even leaked the new costume. Of has anybody seen that leaked costume? No, I have not. Of what? Of uh, the new what's supposed to be the costume that we'll see. Oh yeah, they saw it. It's not there. massively different, right? No, but it's different. It's not. Ma- I mean, it's not massively different to answer your question, but like it's it's different. Like I noticed it because the costume he has now is like uh, the one thing I don't like about it is like the way the cape hangs over his shoulders, mm-hmm. and they kind of got rid of that. Like. I don't know how to describe it, but it just—I just think it looks a lot better. Like his cape, per se, like that. Yeah, right. I'll pull a few sham now so you can okay. see. Okay, um, this is the costume right here. Oh, okay. so remember how he like his like the like the the, yeah, the thing is like it hung over like, over like literally on his shoulders. Yeah, it's like here, it's more next yeah. to like it's more like by like his neck and collarbone, which is where most of the times you see the cape hang from, or his right. neck. Yeah. So I think this looks a lot cleaner. Um yeah, I agree. As whereas before, it looked like I don't know. It just. It looked like it, was, it really looked like an attachment, whereas with <laughs> usually Superman's cape right. just looks like it's part of his costume. Right. This one looks more like it's part of his costume, so I, I dig the design that they they put out there. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, again, Shamari makes the case that you know is this really a Superman Superman show? It, it, there are some hints to suggest maybe it won't be, but I don't want to completely write it off. Maybe it will be, and they but they don't want They also want to prop up Lois being an equal part of the show, which. She deserves she definitely should be. I mean, she's the most iconic she's the most iconic, you know, superhero spouse of all time. It's not even close. So she definitely should have Billing as being in the title. And then it's gonna be a more family arena show, but I hope that doesn't mean that you won't have great Superman adventures and then I can just leave all that stuff for Kara. Like I would hope that to me, I mean, I don't know how much longer Supergirl has. Not to say that it's a bad show or they should try to get rid of it, but I, I, I don't know how many more seasons that it has, and I, I I would assume that at some point Superman may end up kind of replacing, uh, Supergirl in the sense of the Kryptonian storyline and Kryptonian content. So, uh, right. we'll see what ends up happening, but I'm excited that they're moving forward with the show, and with this show, with what they did with the Green Lantern tease, it it does feel like a new era for um, the the you know the television. DC yeah, television. Yeah, got a Green Arrow and the Canaries coming. So let's let's get into Crisis. So we had two episodes of Crisis. This we, is what I'm waiting for, man. This is a spoiler review, obviously, you know, as all our TV reviews are, but as Kendall did in our set in our production meeting, this does feel different. It does feel kind of like a movie. Um, Overall feelings about it. I think that's where we should start. You know, including these two episodes in combination with the first three. Uh, th- uh, this is... Yeah. I, I'll say quickly. This is the... This is definitely, to me, the best crossover. I would agree. Um, Some may argue the bar wasn't that high. I would agree with that as well. I'd probably agree with that, though I think that does still sound kind of harsh. I thought Crisis on Earth X was pretty solid. It wasn't without its flaws, but it was pretty solid. Um, This was was good. Um, It wasn't without its mistakes. It wasn't without its flaws. I think that what it really really lacked in action and in subpar cgi it did make up for in many ways in heart and in creativity and in cameos and yes and in cameos again I, i repeat like we talked about this we've talked about this really for a year of can cw really deliver on the cameos and the appearances necessary to make this feel like crisis of infinite earths and make it make sense and make it feel that big yep i don't think anyone could argue that they did that yeah or they didn't do that rather. or rather yeah right that they did not do that i don't think that that's an arguable i like i don't i mean to me the person that is arguing that is just had expectations that were just ridiculous you know what i'm saying And saying, oh, where's Wonder Woman and where's Bat? Yeah, where's the where's young, young Batman? Where's like, Gadot? Like, okay, where's that's Linda Carter? <laughs> <But laughs> where's Adam West? Like. But I think we got the, we got all the cameos <laughs> we expected in the first three episodes. And then when you get to episode four and Ezra Miller shows up. I mean, that's a serious, holy ish moment. What, like, you know, we didn't, unfortunately, did not get to do the Jennys last year. I really want to come back to doing it this year. I don't think anything's going to touch that this year. I'm going to say it in January of 28, 2020, I don't see an OMG moment that's touching Ezra Miller showing up on Flash. Or not even on Flash. He's on Crisis. It was an episode, what was it, Arrow? Or was it Legends? It was Arrow, I think. Arrow, yeah. yes. Yeah. Ezra Miller showing up on what technically was an episode of Arrow. There's nothing that's going to come close to that for an OMG moment, in my opinion. And that's with what we saw at Watchmen. That's, yeah, I was say, that's well, nuts. Watchmen, what are we, what are we getting in Watchmen? Um, <laughs> we, yeah, we, Ezra we, Miller, the Flash from Justice League, showed up in a CW show as that character. Costume and everything. Oh, character and everything. Yeah. Oh, that's have, crazy. We're have the discussion. Yeah, we'll have <laughs> that discussion. discussion. We'll be having. But man, that's, that's wild. And I think that CW, man, they get a lot of crap from some of the purists uh, who have high expectation of what they do. They get crap from us. <laughs> you know what I mean, let's keep it 100. We talk bad about some stuff they've done, rightfully so in many ways. We were honest, but giving the flowers and giving them credit where credits due to pull that off was great. However, now I'm, I'm giving them the flowers while also saying the scene kind of didn't make any sense. Well, did you hear what scene? He? Wait, what's the what's, Ezra Miller scene? To me, didn't make any sense unless Kendall has an explanation that I don't understand. So that I will now. That will make sense to me now. Warner Brothers threw that joint in after, during post production, like they were done with Crisis, and then Warner Brothers came in and was like, "Can we get Ezra Miller in this thing?" And they were like, "Well, if you guys want Ezra Miller, I guess we gotta put him in." So like, it's that's not what, supposed to make. That's any, why. That's why it doesn't it's, make. Any it's sense. not supposed to make any sense in the story in any way. Because like the world sh- is over. The world's ended, and the only way they feel like they can get to, um. And, and and Oliver basically puts them all into the Speed Force and is forcing them to kind of meet up again in the Speed Force. I, I'll be honest; I, I thought that that was kind of a, a bizarre episode. I didn't really love that episode, um, just the concept around it. But then somehow, somehow Barry runs into the other Barry, and the Ezra Miller Barry, who and he's also in the Speed Force, but it doesn't make sense because isn't Bet, at this flash, the only flash that exists. Where's his other flash coming from? Shouldn't his world have ended just like the other worlds ended? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like that, it didn't. Like I mean, they didn't explain. That. It was like really. It's like It's such. It's such a nut. <laughs> Maybe it's such a nutso cameo that you almost don't care. But yeah, not in the slightest. It in doesn't slightest. make any sense, and I don't. I don't see how you can explain that away. I mean, I think it, it sounds to me like you guys are higher on uh, crisis than I am. Oh wow! So all right, let's talk. Oh, yeah, about it. yeah. Right. Overall impressions, Jamari. Oh jeez! All right, all right. Now, now for all the pressure's on me, Jamari. Like, look, if Mark <laughs> Guggenheim and Berlanti <laughs> want to come on the show; they can come on and defend it. But I want the smooth. And it's funny because I was shocked because I and it's funny because before we did this show, I when I, I was online, you know, just browsing online as I as I always do. Mm-hmm. I'm on YouTube. I see IGN potato poll. What's the best CW crossover? Um, you know, I I cast my vote right it's then and there. Crisis on Earth X. Mm. I cast my vote. So you got a higher on that it one. Was, than it was. was 13% Crisis on Earth X. 13% Green Arrow and Flash. That's the best one to me. However much That's other percent one. for, for uh, Elseworlds. Yeah, Elseworlds yeah. Uh, Crisis had like 50%. Like, everyone said Crisis. I would vote for. I what was done with the Dominators? Was that Crisis? Oh uh, yeah, something. That no, no, that was only different. Invasion right? of the Dominators or something like that. Yeah, yeah Invasion. I think it's called. Yeah, right? That was trash. Yeah, that one was pretty bad. But um, but yeah, it was uh, Crisis vastly won. I was shocked. You know, so uh, you guys are higher. I mean, a lot of what took this crossover away from me was, and it was, you know, and it was a lot of the stuff leading up to the crossover. The monitor, the anti-monitor. I didn't like any of that stuff. The, you know, yeah, the, I don't think me disagreeing become disagree. It was like, <laughs> he was, was the lesson. main the thing. Yeah. Right, I get he it. He was the he was the main antagonist right. in this whole thing, and then he they they, they they defeat him, and then he's just I'm sensing a lot of anti matter. Yeah, I was so area. I was I told you i just, I'm just like, going into what? episode five. I was so relieved. I was like, wow, Me too. They got rid of monitor in episode four. So that means episode 5 is going to be something not something related else. to the monitor in yeah. this crossover. I was excited. And then this guy, Wells, is talking about, this, oh, I'm, I'm detecting antimatter in the universe. He's back. He's still He's around. Back. Just rolling my eyes. Then like, he just oh, turns man. giant, and it's just this big Xbox 360 CGI fest. You know, them fighting a giant antimatter. But would you not say, Shamari, it that, did feel, like, feel kind of like it? It did feel wow, kind of like, uh, like Food Stamp Endgame, where, like, oh, <laughs> they, you thought they got rid of the bad guy but they actually, like, did. Yeah. yeah. Like, you thought that, like, Thor cutting off, you know, Was Named's Head was the end, but it wasn't. Like, they had to actually, like, it wasn't going to be that easy. Yet. It wasn't going to be that easy. Like, Oliver just, like, you know, Ghost Oliver, Inspector Oliver, doing the dirty work for the heroes. But I think, it, it, to me, it kind of, like, even though Oliver did, like, save the world, like, it did kind of, like, lessen him beating the anti-monitors for me. Like, that was that should have been it a big seemed, moment. It seemed And yeah. it's like, oh, no, actually, like, the, the team could have done it themselves. Right, right, right. Like the before it made it like, yo, Albert in this form is the only way. It was like, you know, it was like uh, you know, Goku having to fight like, you know, a top villain in Dragon Ball Z it was like he's the only guy yeah, yeah. in the form or that can be. Go touch him. Gohan's the only guy that could beat that Cell. That could beat Cell, yeah. And that's you oh no, actually, the whole team could have beat him. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's, Yamcha had, yeah, yeah, you know, he, could've, Yamcha got could've done, him. done some work too. Like it was that was the only part you know, you got you know, uh you got a uh, what's the name? Renee out there with his guns. I'm yeah. like, yo, he what like he <laughs> should Troy. he should be dead on his, <laughs> on his site. Put <laughs> <With laughs> the monitor in the picture. Sorry, Kenneth, go ahead. The one question I was going to ask was, because you talk about these other crossovers, well, yes. I think we all agree that the modern anti-monitor stuff was more, more or less boring, convoluted. There are a lot of ways you can look at it. For me, this crossover prevails way more in terms of, like, the interconnecting of the other universes, the actual crossover of the characters... It's the best in that aspect. Since I mentioned, I think that the Green Arrow Flash first time those two characters crossed over, they did an excellent job of weaving their their universes together. And they had two episodes, and the Flash episode still felt like the Flash, the Green Arrow episode still felt like Green Arrow. I think this one, while it was one story, it was like bringing in Batwoman and bringing in you know Troy and bringing in all the legends, not all legends, but some of the legends and. Black Lightning and all the characters they introduced, Superman, all the people that they they have in this crossover, they did it very seamlessly. You know, Martian Manhunter, um, to the point where you're watching this, and you're like, I, I mean, I could be watching Justice League Unlimited right now. Like, there's, there's a lot, a lot of heroes that are they're juggling a lot of screen time. Yep, and they're doing a really good job. I don't really care for what they're trying to do or what <laughs> the villain they're trying to beat, but it's still it's it was still incredible to watch. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, me and Kendall are on the same page, and like, I, I don't think either of us disagree with your criticism of it. They, those would be my same criticisms. Kendall mentioned the P, the PS2 graphics. Yeah, Shamar mentioned, uh, yeah. mentioned the PS2 graphics, and you know, I, I would agree. I thought that you know the minor when he got I mean, he grew and stuff like. That I stuff, mean, you got powering? Look really bad. I, I thought that some of the, I thought the fight scene, the arrow. The, you know specter oliver versus monitor versus you know, anti-monitor oh, and, then, yeah. and then no, the, the team only, versus only those started. demons i mean i thought Just that all that whole thing that that, all, at the beginning of time yeah that all didn't look that good i'm not was, like i don't disagree with that but like again like sometimes like when you're grading like you you, you got to grade. i don't say grade on the curve but like i also i have to give them credit for like again like weaving right. in universes I thought the performances also were, were were strong for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. again, um, John Cryer is just... Oh, he he's, he's a beast. You no, know, he's just... He's an animal <laughs> in that like, Luthor role. I mean, you talk about the, how much of a drag the monitor was. The one scene the monitor I thought was great in was when he was working off Lex Luthor. Like, that was the moment of this entire... Since last year, anytime we've seen him working off any other actor, any other situation... I had not cared about this guy, but you saw him opposite Lex and their interaction. I was like, this is really good. This is the first time I like I care anything about this guy, but it's because Cryer is just again, he's a monster. He's he's so great in that role. And it's it's unbelievable that CW saw what they saw in him and, and, and he really do it um, because it's, it's just a joy to have him around. I'm, I'm excited that he's alive and he's back and he's now going to be definitely in the fold with Supergirl. But um, I, no one disagrees with those issues. I just think that some of the the other things that you talk about that make a crossover special, CW did all of them. You no, know, the only things they didn't do were villain was bad, CGI was bad, and I, I don't think they ever really put together an action sequence that ever made you say, "Wow, that was awesome!" Like those are and those are big. Those are not they're not they're not insignificant, but. In terms of putting together a true, true crossover, making it feel like a big event, like this one did it more than the other ones. I don't think it was close. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I think there are there are there were limita- limitations to what they could do in terms of like villain. I think they tried. Um, and to be fair, like you, you can argue like the like the source material just doesn't give them a lot of wiggle room. The monitor is like not mm-hmm. that exciting. Yeah, like you know. Um, the anti isn't that exciting. Like, you know, it's, it kind of is what it is. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like, so how do we feel about where the universe is now? Because, I mean, I mentioned EJ and Shamari, I, I mentioned it too as well. But, you know, in episode four, Oliver Queen, you know, he throws out the, 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 the rebirth line and i you know are they treating this as the rebirth of the dc of the c of the cw verse you know i mean that was that was clearly meant to make the the antenna the antennas perk up it's funny it, you said that any, I, I missed any... it until Kendall told me but you picked yeah. up on that too immediately wow When he said it's clearly made to yeah. make that was a line specifically put in to make the antennas go up make the uh, ears go yeah, up a little bit of a for rebirth all, for all the dc fans <laughs> all the the people they know that are watching this that read the comics. Mm-hmm. That was clearly for them to say, yeah, this is this is version yeah, read Rebirth. You. Yeah. Yeah. Um do so you mean they weren't going to say no, Oliver wasn't like there are many earths now, a new 52. <laughs> 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 I don't think that would have went over as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would not have gone over as well. Um I think I I I mean, I I to me like honestly, if I want to say what the best thing about this the, the result of this um, crossover was it was how they set up the universe I mean to me like I'll be honest I've never been uh, maybe this is hyperbole but I'm going to say it anyway I've never been more excited for the Arrow universe than I am today because they did what they had to do which we all kind of expected but like you got to see it happen like you got to see them combine all the CW shows into one earth Yes. We had to see that happen. We didn't know for sure it was going to happen. Yeah. We assumed it would. We hoped it would. It solves so many issues with the CW verse. It does. And, like, there's so many limitations that they have that I think that, you know, they probably would admit to that just making that clean change and just reshaping everything, putting it all in the same universe just makes a whole lot of sense. Calling that Earth Prime, also really cool. Great moment. Um, that was exciting I mean that's that's a great moment and then also shout out to DC and and them letting Berlanti kind of piece together okay what is the rest of the content that you see in terms of DC on television what is that how does that relate to what we do and putting the different earths in context and me kind of were like bugging today because we were like man how about them solving the big mystery of what the hell is the deal between Titans and Doom Patrol yeah that was a yep. huge huge issue that didn't make any sense. We saw the Doom Patrol and Titans, and they were different. They had a crazy Niles Calder who's just Evil. psychotic, and then we see Doom Patrol, and it's a different Niles Calder who's—I mean, we learned he's a lot darker hes well, darker yeah. than we than we thought, but not the crazy person we saw in. Yeah. In, in Titans, also, where is Beast Boy? Why don't right. they ever mention him when they talk about the beginning of the Doom Patrol? He right, was right. part of the original Doom Patrol from what we saw in Titans. We know it's a different universe. So now seeing it's a different universe, different Earth, Now cleans a lot that, of stuff like that. Yep. That, the only, I agree, I, I think that, that's, that that was mostly good. The only issue now is that, I mean, we had heard initially, and this was all, I guess, rumors at the time, but we had heard that Cyborg was supposed to be in Titan. Like, he still can be. I mean, he still can be. Because the the characters in Doom Patrol... Are mostly the same. Yeah, they're not that much different than the Doom Patrol cards we saw on Titans except for Niles, really. Yeah. I guess you could still do that. But, like... I don't know. It's just going to be a little weirder now. I don't think so. I guess you could do it. I guess maybe now we'll that see. you've established what I think it would be weird if he showed up. Cause I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. Like, is yeah. he gonna say, "Yo, Beast Boy," like you know, I I Niles says what's, what's up, crazy. and is Beast Boy gonna be like, "I don't know what you're talking about," or is he gonna say, "Oh, thank you," but it's like, yeah, but you know, a different Niles. Like, I don't the Niles, you like you had you hated, like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, now I, it see, make sense. I don't expect to see Cyborg at all anymore, which is unfortunate. And in Titans, India yeah, in and Titan. I, I don't no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that. I think that we. I think that. It's now they're like, not afraid to use anybody. It's too iconic a titan to not yeah. cross that bridge. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not afraid to use anybody, so maybe they will. But it, I don't know. This this hurts the opportunity for me. This hurts the chances. Um, but they, and then, we also see the Green Lantern thing. yes yeah, So cool. yeah. So we didn't. Mm-hmm. We yeah. So the Green Lantern spot showing the the the. Uh, yeah, man. All you know, the, Earth, the the Green Lantern planet was 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 neat. All the oh, Easter eggs yeah. are fantastic. I thought all this stuff was fantastic. I thought the interactions were fantastic. I got chills when they had the hall the, the the of justice and the chairs. Yeah. And I was like, I'm getting chills. Super friends. You know, it was crazy, crazy stuff. Um And it felt it felt earned. It felt and it felt big. Like it, it didn't, like, you know, like, sometimes, like, oh, this is going to feel like a food stand version of yeah, Justice yeah, League yeah. or a Super Friends. I'm looking like, at him. I see Super Friends. I see with, Superman. Like, I see The Flash. Yes. I see Supergirl. Green like, Arrow. I see Green. No, Green Arrow wasn't there. But, it's yeah. Super <laughs> Superman, right. But, okay, you got Batwoman. Like, like it, it, it felt, you know, Black Lightning's in there. Like, it felt like, okay, yeah, this could be. I a could version see this of the Justice League. Yes. Like, I could see this team being the Justice League at some point. Yeah. Like, Batwoman may be the only one you're like, okay, her, I don't know. But the other, everyone else in there is like, oh, yeah, no, this definitely at some point could have been the Justice And maybe, obviously, White Canary. Right, and White Canary, too. But it felt big. It felt like it made sense. And it gave me excitement because it, it made me hopeful that we would see more bigger characters. Is there any way, any way, any they, way, they eventually just call themselves the Justice League. No. That's the one line Berlanti cannot cross. <laughs> no, they won't That's let nice. him do that. I think they'll be the Super Friends or something like that. Like I don't that know if they'll is, say yeah. the Super, I don't I know if they'll say the Super Friends, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. If They me. go more on that lane than the Just League lane. Yeah, that makes sense. They even whatever they teased at the end, the 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 monkey thing. Well, whatever, that was a uh, that was uh, forgot, wait, the Wonder Twins. The yeah, that was the the, the, yeah, the pet their monkey, the yeah. pet monkey for the Wonder Twins, which is again Super Friends. Like that to right. me, that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're doing the Super Friends, which mm-hmm. is great. That's what they should. That's mean what they should do. They shouldn't try to be putting a Justice League together. They should try something different that's not. The expectation won't be as high. Super Friends makes more sense. Obviously, Super Friends is just something based on Justice League, but the the name like you put Justice League on these people, like yeah, people like I would I could see it, but people would be upset. They're like, what? No, no Batman, no Green Lantern. <laughs> but like, even though I could, again, I think I can I can see this team at some point being the Justice League. I definitely could see them being the super friends or just a group of people who work together and they're like the, the main super team of this earth. That I could definitely see. You got Flash, Superman, Supergirl, that's enough. Is, is, is there Only anything Justice League I acknowledge is the Smallville oh, Justice League oh, yeah. <laughs> I really <laughs> thought you were going to say like the Bruce Tim Justice League. And went Impulse, <laughs> Aquaman. That shows you, man, they didn't, yo, DC didn't care. They, they did not care what CW was doing. So they Die let board. they let they let them call themselves a justice and league. the blur. Oh man, <laughs> um, my one of my issues that I had with this uh, crossover. Um, I know Shumari had his issues with uh, Shuuri had a lot of issues. Yes. Um, I feel like the characters were. I don't know. I just feel like some of the characters, while they were utilized, I thought they were utilized well. I I I I think they had an issue with kind of. I I don't want to say like giving them full stories, but I just think about someone like Choi, and like we don't know what his character. We don't know. You we don't know why he's important. Yeah, I thought they would give us a very obvious like. Conclusion: A very obvious, like, oh, you're the new Adam now. Like, I mean, he kind of was there. He may have just been a one-off, which I mean, he's good. But I would rather. I I think. I think that. Well, it hasn't been already. I feel like we know that Roth is eventually gone soon right Wasn't yeah that they were was worried there was worried that he was going it may be not be official Legend. but that's been like the rumor yeah. or the reports yeah, so is he replacing him on so, legends to me that's what's going to happen that that guy is going to probably return on legends and right here he already pass, talks about how he, you know, that he used you know the micro technology which I thought right. was interesting. So, so they were setting that up but they didn't but i, I do think they didn't do a good job of setting up why he I didn't like why he was a paragon we don't know I didn't like. He's like, "Oh, you left your family to help us." I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, you're so you're obviously a paragon." i like, uh, <laughs> "I feel like a lot of people would have yeah. done that." Yeah, I'm like, it was actually very very logical. Like, he's trying to save the world. Yeah, you know, and I, the, your world is dying. Yeah, so. it's like so. I mean, if I stay here, like, we're, we're just all gonna, gonna die. die anyway. And so. They're saying they can't do this without me. Yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of like I uh, have no choice. Yeah, but uh, I'm so heroic. <laughs> but I also didn't like the uh, the Oliver Queen, uh, dying twice. It yeah, completely <laughs> like. Like, why bring him back just to kill him off again? Ooh. And Diggle's like, he died twice? Oh my god, Diggle, Diggle, Diggle there's, like, it's so he funny because that, that happened, and I'm like, oh, man, because sometimes you got to see that you right that you just can't avoid. And I'm like, do you have not realized that that's almost like a parody? Right, like right. that sounds ridiculous. Is that is <laughs> like, to the it, point now, where you shouldn't <laughs> highlight that? <But> you shouldn't <laughs> highlight what happened because, yes, when he died again, I was like, "Wow, okay, he died again." <laughs> he died twice. I still wasn't there. <laughs> right, yeah, and now you are pointing out the the ridiculous story thing you just right. did. Right, like, yeah. I agree. Like that was, and I was gonna say what the one, I guess, probably my biggest issue in terms of how they dealt with the characters was, I thought that, um, I thought the Arrow characters got zero respect. Yeah, zero. I mean, I thought that, which is. Nuts!o Considering they started this universe. Yeah, I think it's because they, they have were no completely sidelined. And but come on, fam, like I, you're right about that. <laughs> but like, I mean, it's not like they have no future. Yeah, like, they're gonna have, they have a spin-off. The, the the you know, uh, Cat Mathema is gonna be leading a new yeah. show, and you're still gonna have um, uh, uh, Cassidy and the other girl, Juliana. Is gonna be. Uh, the other, you know, it's Green Arrow and the Canary. So it's not you don't have nothing, but yes, right. the Diggle and some of those people. You're getting sidelined. You assume <laughs> you're going to be <laughs> sidelined where I can see them as much. But like the idea that, like, they mentioned Felicity helping them off screen. Oh, that was strange. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> man, they're just burying Arrow. They killed the, the main character twice and then didn't let any of his homies interact with him. Yeah, yeah. The and, only person like, we saw was Cat McNamara that, that interacted the first time. And I'm like, she's a new character, right? A brand new character. But none the of the rapper, OGs. This is not her second season. Being none involved. of the OGs, none of even the people that have ever been like f- kind of full time Team Arrow members. It, I, don't I don't know what that was yeah. about. I thought that that was the that was the one thing. I I think story wise, you know, outside the minor stuff, I think they handled everything pretty well. That was the one thing that I and I, and, I, and I, while I thought that Ezra Miller didn't make sense, I did like it. That was the one thing I thought they did not handle well. I, I thought that. Arrow Oliver not getting the moment he, with Diggle or anyone on Team Arrow, like that just seemed not bringing Felicity involved like I, I, that just seemed bizarre. I, I like it seemed so bizarre. You almost wondered if it was like on purpose. Like that's how. Mm. Like why were they so callous about and then mentioning how callous it was? Everybody being like, I can't believe you weren't there. <laughs> I'm like, why y'all highlighting? The clear mistake to me that you guys are making. Like, like to me, this is heartbreaking. Like, I don't know. Like, you got two episodes left. Maybe somehow. Here's what I think will happen They will get a moment with Oliver. It's going to be in the season finale. I just feel like. Finale. What is that? What, I, what did I say? He's a season, right? I mean, yeah. It it's was, the same thing, but. Right, but yes, it is a series finale. <laughs> they will get a moment with Oliver. I don't think Oliver is. Dead, dead. I think he's something. I don't know what his deal is. But they will, it's not going to be, oh, that's it. We're never going to have anything with Oliver ever again. They're going to get something. And I think they're saving it maybe for Arrow series finale. But Christ is such a big moment. I don't see how you allow him to pass away and not have him interact with any other people that helped him throughout his journey. Well, and uh, what you gonna call it? They had, they had uh, white canary yeah, there white too, canary but like fair. that's not that's not enough. Yeah. I, I just like she was the only person that was kind of like really tweaking. Yeah, it. she was the one giving the play by play of how right. he died both times. You know, she's just, the, like, like, the one that that like showed the. I mean, <laughs> and, obviously and Gary I, and Carol like they all kind of had some level. of emotion, to me, but, I, like, I did give them credit for at least trying to give me some rationale why that could make sense. Saying, "Hey, man, this all started on the Queen's Gambit." Like, right. They did that they both really times. They really tried and, that. And that was smart. And you know what? They I, negated that by then having Diggle, like, every time being like, oh, I can't believe I wasn't there. But that's there. why I, feel like that's, like, why I feel like. that's why I feel like. It's like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Why wasn't he there? And that's why I feel like this was clearly. I think this was a contract thing. I think this is all the legal you know the, the, the paperwork <laughs> you no know, you're probably right cause they, i know that that's come up about like these crossovers and like right. them how many episodes each of these characters right. can appear in episodes and, how much screen time right, right. so especially like especially with arrow being such a short season like so they might not have been able to show up right. that many episodes so that's why i feel like they thought like who's the person that is going to be in this crossover that had the most emotion and connection to oliver they were like we're just going like, to hammer home the the sarah lance Oliver Connection. They, even were, they were hammering home the Barry Oliver Connection. Which they would it, try, which is cool. Because cool. they're kind of like the Batman I, I like and Superman. Connection. They have or... a cool connection, but I was like, yo, they're like really yeah. trying to join home. Bro. You're like, yo, where's where's, where's Roy Harper, man? Where is... Barry's like, oh, the best man I've ever known. I'm just like... <laughs> Like, okay, y'all, lay, hey, y'all laying. What about this <laughs> thing. very. It, it was, <laughs> what about Joe West? To me, it looked so <laughs> obvious. Whether it be, whether it be with Sarah, whether it be with Barry, it seemed like they clearly were filling a void. Yes, that they couldn't use. That they that they, they couldn't fill. That they could not fill without having Felicity or or Diggle there. Like that's just, uh, I don't know. Like the first death, they it worked a little bit because his daughter was there. The second one. Yeah, when we do it twice it just feels corny. It's just like yeah. really we're doing this again and it, it was really no different. Like and it didn't of, work. Like it didn't work. It like it, it worked it, in the sense that like, yes he's the re- story, set the universe yeah. but like the guy was still around. Yeah, it didn't work in the So story. that seemed like I'm like now you're keeping his death. Right. Like both deaths, he really didn't accomplish much. Yeah. <laughs> the first death is like, "Oh, he he saved some random people." Which was great, heroic, fine, but i was like, "Wow, okay, he got beat by some random parademons or whatever." And in this one it's like Party. <laughs> <laughs> this one is like, yeah, he fought the guy, he won, um, and he created the universe. Okay, great, that's a great way to go out. Oh no, but the villain he was fighting is still alive, and he could still end up ending the world because there's antimatter everywhere again. and I'm like, well, then what did he die for? And then he realized the whole team could have beat the guy anyway. I don't know. I, I clearly, as you can see, I that those parts I did have issues with, but I do want to stress the positive that I had with the. The cameos were great. Ezra Miller thing was just bonkers. Um, the connection in terms of connecting the storylines are great. The world building was great. There were a, a lot of great moments, great elements to the show. I thought the, the last episode, I mean, the last five to ten minutes of the last episode, I think, are just... They're beautiful. They're just, yeah, they're beautiful. The only way they describe it. It's just masterful work. Got first look at Stargirl. Excellent, excellent stuff. JSA. And that stuff, to me... Can kind of it outweighs all the, the negatives. In some ways, probably because like I kind of expect some of those negatives from CW, like some of the things that just it just comes with the territory. Yeah. So it's okay. Like the fact that he did so much stuff above and beyond what I expected from. Monitor storyline was, was a snooze fest, man. I mean, not well, his storyline, but his origin was a snooze fest. I, I I could care less about, you know, him going back to, <laughs> I guess what the. I never. Get, they never really figured out like I you know one of the things I saw. And like I don't know if it was the actor or maybe it was it was one of the showrunners. But they were talking about like the minor. They were saying, "Oh, the thing about him is that he's like the ultimate chess player," and like you know everything he's doing is for a reason and stuff. So like when they went to his origin and you kind of see he's like more happy go lucky, more right. optimistic about the world, I'm human, and and stuff. And you know he's got he's got he's got his girl. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, let's see where this is going. It might be interesting. And like nothing really happens other than like he's like the reason why all this stuff is messed up. We never see him really come to grips with that. Nope. And we never learn why he's so weird. After. Yeah. Like yeah. he's a normal. He looks like a normal. He's a normal person in <laughs> his origin. Yeah. And okay, yes, he sets off this anti-monitor. Now he's he, mad robotic. Now he's mad robotic and weird. We don't know what happened to the girl too. We don't know what happened to her either. Yeah. Nope. Uh, yeah. And I do not care to find out in future episodes. So that was. <laughs> my, I mean, the mon- monitor. Hey, we may get in Legends tomorrow. I can see that maybe being a thing, but um, honestly, they may have just cut it out for, uh, whatchamacallit, Ezra Miller. Uh, The one, as I said, I was not, the one thing that I think did not work also, well, I thought the I wasn't great about the fourth episode, I thought the fifth episode was pretty good, but the one thing about the fifth episode that I did not like was that, that Bebo thing. What, oh, dang, how did they expect you got Bebo? Like Bebo you like the Bebo thing no I didn't oh, <laughs> <good>. no <laughs> I but like, like how do they expect people <laughs> who don't watch Legends to know what, what that was well look man you watch Legends <laughs> but that was too much I mean much. I know about Bebo but that, was, that was too much Like that was like you don't know what is going on like that's too like extreme yeah that's more than any other show they have done and I guess I don't know if like they allowed the Legends showrunners to do that episode since it was a Legends episode but that was like such a pull that like to me, it was just like there's this big fuzzy bear, and and like the the characters like making note of like oh, well, remember the dealt, last time we last dealt with, time we dealt with him. And I'm like, we, I don't know what you are thought. I don't know what is going on, what they're talking about. Like, but I was, guess that's one of those things that, that was too like, much to me. I mean, I didn't know what was happening, but like I didn't it didn't really affect. Like you know, it was one of those things where it's like, all right, I guess the legends fought this dude, and you know, I, I mean, I didn't, I haven't seen it, you know, but. It's not as if I completely had no idea what was happening in terms of like, I knew that I didn't know what was happening. Sometimes things are happening and you're like, wait, who is this guy? Like, they're talking gibberish on the screen. Like, I knew what they were talking about. I just didn't know. I just didn't see it. You know what I mean? Or mm. read about it. So, I don't know. That's quick rates here. Out of 10. What are you giving, Shane? Uh, Overall, five, all five episodes. I give it a 7 out of 10. It was solid. It was fun um the cameos are fantastic the team ups were great um of course the easter eggs were fantastic um but the overall story I didn't think Oliver needs to die twice um uh and uh you know the villain and just the I guess the accident sequences they just didn't land for me uh Superman getting shortchanged again um I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that just didn't uh, didn't work for me, you know. Wait, the, you didn't the, go the into the Superman Kevin Conroy. What, what, what are your issues with Superman's uh, nerfing? Uh, well just to the nerfing in general I mean him you know he gets all caught by the anti monitor he's like oh,
1: yeah God. yeah that
0: did happen you know and then Ray had to shrink him and he's like guys I'm Ella, over guys. here guys <laughs> I'm over here guys <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot that I'm just like okay this is superman in cw like this is just superman in so cw I, so I, I, I asked actually did we know that the that the Superman Lois show, he was going to have two, two sons? Yeah, two sons. Because nah. I thought that it was Damien... Because I'm, I'm like, yo, is Damien Wayne the other kid? Like, is he like... Is he like did he adopt him? Maybe the him? other like, kid isn't Damien Wayne. That's what I'm thinking. You know, maybe Damien Wayne is no, a part of the show. it did sound like it was Damien Wayne. Well, yeah, like, we know, at least the reporter, that Damien Wayne is going to be a big part of the show. That's... Yeah, that's been reported. You big know, big and that he would be could, could Bruce have sent Damien to live with Clark that like, could be interesting maybe like very low as long like you need to right yeah. or maybe he just have like a kid that's much younger you know maybe have like a five-year-old and a, you know 12 you know, year old or whatever 13 year old mm-hmm. and that's just the way they do it but um that's I, just intriguing. It. I didn't think about that like that's the, I saw that and I was like I don't know what to make of this but you just raised my attention to something like I like the idea of Superman raising Damien is fascinating right like, that's I, why I'm wonder like because one I think for one it would be a good idea for Bruce to do that right because I definitely feel like he need he would have needed someone like Clark and his like just like altruism and just like good heart to be around someone like Damien he was right. so disturbed like people would watch that too I would watch that yeah people who, would really care like oh we got Damien Wayne. And Clark Kent content. And I'd be like, man, center a show around that. Why is it called Lois and Clark? It's misleading. <laughs> it's Superman and Clark, to be clear. Not Lois and Clark. Or Superman and Lois, yeah. Or su- uh, oh. Superman and Lois. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. What that? Superman and Clark? Yeah, Superman and Lois. alter ego type <laughs> <and> Lois. <laughs> Superman yeah. and Lois. Yeah, this is. No also, one. my my other question is how much do we think the, the DCEU. Not DCEU. I don't know what I'm talking about. The CW is like gonna change going forward like what do you mean in the immediate seasons oh it's gonna change greatly like how I think much all the we, all these seasons are i think are drastic they just different. like just been rebooting i think so it's it's supergirl it's super- i think is whatever we've been watching i think it's so you think totally or, different the leviathan leviathan the, well i think the, so the, the that's what i'm asking like are they just and, completely all right Reboot, <laughs> reboot. I mean, Lex Luthor is now <laughs> he's part of the fold again. I'm like, I, did I not have to watch? Now I can mean, watch Legends. I mean, I think I think Leviathan will probably have a factor, but I think that now Lex Luthor is right into the fold. Right. I think that in Flash, just is new season. Basically, this is a new season. Right. Like nothing that happened before matters. Legends might 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 be the same. I wouldn't know for sure, uh, but. You know, I, I think, to me, Supergirl and Flash, I think, are now basically, like, new seasons. Batwoman, I mean, you would imagine, would still be the same, I would think, right? Yeah, I think Batwoman and probably Black Lightning are probably the ones that are least affected. Right. Because those were, like, already so, like, off the beaten path. I don't yeah. think this will change And anymore. you don't frame... You just don't frame your pilot season, your, your first season of Batwoman, to be around, like, a massive crisis thing like this. Like, I mean, maybe. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did it, but... Mm-hmm. Like that would just be like I don't know, be weird. It would be interesting going back to the Damian Wayne thing. Like, how would, when would Bruce send Damian to Clark in this new world? Like, because he's missing right now in Batwoman. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, or has that has is that what he's been doing this whole time? Has he been and amazing? we also have to talk about this is post song? this is post the what call it? I, I don't know the the CW snap. So maybe he's not. You maybe miss he's it. back now. Yeah, maybe he's not missing the new Batwoman Let's anymore. hope he's not missing anymore. <laughs> you, you, you don't want more uh, Rachel Maddow? You know, where's... Uh, so, hey, Gossam, where's Batman? <laughs> we got this new woman around. You no, know me. I don't, I don't dislike the Rachel Maddow. What's up, Gossam? Cameos. <laughs> where's Batman? I haven't seen him in a minute. Yeah, so... Um, sorry to cut off the ratings. Yes. But, uh I'm going to go with an eight. I'm going to go with an eight. Not too bad. Um just purely a lot of it's the cameos, uh, easter eggs and nostalgia. I <laughs> look, the story like <laughs> well, I gave up on the crisis they, story they on the, the they took the Disney Lucas film right. Yeah man, just just play the hits. Um <laughs> yeah, I gave up on these crossover stories a long time ago. But um like in terms of villains and stuff, I'm not like I'm not expecting, you know, a bunch of zoom and you know, reverse flash level villains. Um I do think Next crossover, this is a purely an idea, but I do think next crossover if they are doing like a Super Friends thing, like a Legion of Doom would be really. Doom. If we don't get that next mm-hmm. crossover, we got like a Thawne, um, right. we got like Soto, or like they could do something and like I mean, and the like problem a, is they're like already, a real. Didn't Legion, they do that, yeah, yeah they, they did the Legion of Doom, Doom not, just, not just Thawne, Damian Dart, yeah, and, and yeah, and that, that's the problem, else, and Malcolm Merlin. That was the problem. They did the Legion of Doom, and it was w- terrible. We need like a but, real Legion of Doom, um, in the swamp with that big whatever base, yeah have. exactly yeah. <laughs> maybe Thing <League> shows up <laughs> <laughs> uh i give i give this uh i agree with cannot think eight is solid i think that's fair um it's a fun time man cameos the world building the big moments i mean we didn't talk about it because obviously it wasn't part of these last two episodes. but again john wesley ship flash's death is just like completely heartbreaking i was I almost in that. tears like there are some big big moments um it lacks in some story. It lacks in some action. I, I give him a break for the CGI because it is CW and they spent a lot of money on all these actors and these cameos, Smith and it's Clark, clear. And think it show, a, I think hey, it show. I think it shows. <laughs> I think it does show in these in the, in the issues with the CGI stuff. I really do. I think that was part of it. But they gave us some big moments, and that's what that's what crisis is all about, right? Like in the end of the day, like you have to deliver on big moments and really make an impact and make a change drastic to your universe. They did that. And I give them a great appreciation. I have a great pre- appreciation for them clarifying the whole everything I'm seeing on DC television now. Like the fact that they let Brillanti do that. They paid him enough so you would think that I'm glad they allowed him to do that. The fact that they let him do that I think was really cool. Like want I, so I things on that. a different earth than all these others. Who would have known? I mean we we didn't know. Yeah. We didn't know what the Swamp Thing situation it. was. Like, it's confirming it's a different universe that no one else is on, so you don't have to worry about it. They it got canceled because it doesn't impact anything, <laughs> right. which is like convenient, but like still, it's an answer. Like, you know, like there, it's. It felt so. I felt so sad seeing Swamp Thing two on his own world, just like in the rain. Yeah, I was sad, very looking all sad. And I'm like, anyway, they oh, man, they like, it. they. Uh, we, I want more Swamp Thing anyway, but yeah, I mean they 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 brought they brought enough for me to be this be a solid crossover i think it is the best one and um i enjoyed it i enjoyed it i'm gonna i'm looking forward maybe next year well, now that they won't have to have be bogged down by spending so much on cameos could they just deliver a really solid story with great action like they did in crisis Earth effects you know I, i'm hoping that they can get that get that chance also i was just gonna say that uh star girl they also kind of avoided the whole you know star girls and legends of Tomorrow. You know, right now she has her own show and it's different actress. How does this work? It's younger and Yeah. You know. it's a different uh different universe, <laughs> different JSA, different everything. Yep. So I think that's a good place to wrap the show, guys. So I want to thank you all for listening into this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. Of course, you can catch all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. Follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at New Generation Pod, on Instagram at New Generation Podcast, and on Facebook, New Generation Media. Shamari's on Snapchat and Instagram, MCSham22. I am on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, ActionEJ. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening to this show. We'll be back next week. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Peace.